The Euroallegiance podcast is brought to you in part by the generosity of our wonderful Patreon supporters. Visit patreon.com forward slash the Euroallegiance podcast for bonus episodes, behind the scenes content, merchandise and more. Now, let's get to this week's show. My wallet is sobbing. I can hear it. I can hear it in the hall now. It is breaking down crying. Turns out that Attila, the arrogant so-and-so, he's got a fake hammer. Oh, a fake? Yeah. Whoa. As I say, dick. <laughs> so welcome to the Euroallegiance podcast. And this week, we put the shout out for listener questions. I was very worried we were going to get just nothing and then uh, be very depressed, but... Uh, Turns out we have some people that want to ask us questions. So that's pretty good, isn't it? It is. It's uh, some good questions as well. Exactly. Yeah. They might not like the answers, but yeah, it's good <laughs> that they want to ask the questions. <laughs> so, uh, how are you, Mal? I'm all right. Yeah? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah no. End Just of the summer vibes, or? It's not really like that for me, is it? Because I don't have like kids or anything, so it just it's just another day. Just, it's just another a little day bit chillier today than it was yesterday. <laughs> and fresh from losing his keys and locking himself out of his house, Richard, how are you? Uh, I've had better days. It has to be said. Um, <laughs> oh, yes, for all the, the listeners' for entertainment, I managed to lose my keys. Um, my wife, who would normally have the other set, uh, hadn't taken the keys with her because I was due to pick her up from work. Um, so I had to call a locksmith to get into my house. They had to drill in through the lock. I mean, I had to have a completely new lock put on the door. It took like two hours to do. So yeah, I've had better days, but I'm looking forward to the questions. This will be Very fun. Good. So you've had your lock customized today, basically. Yes. <laughs> it was gold. It's now silver. There's been lots of dremeling and drilling and yeah. yeah. Looks like uh, Brian and Media's uh, studio, basically, on your floor. Yeah. <laughs> the dio oh you, rich has been making dios on his friend's st- front step <laughs> there was plenty of metal shavings having drilled in through the lock which i can confirm having stood on one really hurts it sure does it sure does <laughs> that was the icing on the cake <laughs> <laughs> and uh how's the week been in uh in the hobby for you guys anything new special payday so i've Pre-ordered uh, an all-in of the uh, Outpost Axis way, not awesome. Outpost Axis, <laughs> a little behind the Ox Crew wave. The yeah, Ox yeah. Crew wave. What <laughs> yeah. you can still get Axis for <laughs> for horseman prices. So, yeah, well, that's about it. Um, Very good. A couple of uh, uh, Origins figures that been on order for a long time and finally showed up. Uh, that being Leech and Pighead. Ah, okay, so, cool. But that's about it for me. Yeah, had my uh, had my Wolf King order arrive today, but it was the one day in ages that we haven't been here. <laughs> we went on a day trip, <laughs> so got a little slip in the mail. So I have to go and pay the ransom at the post office tomorrow. So that'll do. I'm sure it's not much because uh, normally they're marked pretty beneficially for for the for me. So. Just be a couple of euros, hopefully. And you, Rich? Yeah, and the only thing I got through the post this week was a, um, a demand for money from the, the post 
UK post office saying that um, somebody hadn't put the full amount of postage on the thing they'd sent, which has me slightly baffled because I haven't ordered anything recently that would that would be here yet. Uh, oh. My wife hasn't either. So it's one of those things is like, do I go and pay 350 to find out? This is just nonsense that someone sent to me. It's like a scam or something. Do I? Do, or yeah, or you know, the Royal Mail. Like I've had one person from eBay who bought off me saying uh, the figure hadn't arrived yet. Um, so it's like, have that have that, that been sent back to me? But then oh. the description didn't make sense for that to be the case. So yeah, maybe pop into the post office and uh, sort it that way. Maybe. Maybe yeah. Best. Rather than yeah. doing it online. I might try that, because they didn't put a name on it either, so I can say, uh, is it mine or wife's name? And then they'll check it, and I'll be like, ha-ha, I don't want that. <laughs> keep it, you can stick your 350. <laughs> yeah, I'm keeping that for a bar of chocolate, for a real, yeah. ki- a real Kit Kat. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that. That's it, nothing much at all. I've sent a few bits and bobs out to be painted. John, I haven't got your parcel out to you yet. Okay. Um, I will get that out at some point in the next couple of days. It's... Um, it's been a bit crazy. No problem. Yeah, I, I got a bit of a I got a bit of a budge on uh, earlier this week, so that's good. I got a lot of airbrushing done. I just got the airbrush out and said, "F it, I'm going to put up with having to clean this in between every color." And I did a load of uh, kind of base coats and prep work on a number of heads and stuff that I wanted to do. So that was fun. Is that what you're telling us that you'd use the contrast? Yeah, I did. I did. I did experimented with the contrast paint through the airbrush as well. It works very well, I have to say. If you're interested, um, you just need to be a little bit, uh, uh, how would you say, gentle with it. You just do it kind of slowly because if you blast it all out there, it'll just go. Obviously, it'll just run all over the thing. So you need to kind of get it out a bit slowly so that it kind of, uh, it, it's in small enough quantities coming out of the airbrush that it kind of sticks to the to the head or whatever you're painting and dries fairly quickly because otherwise contrast paint has a it's like a, almost like a wash it has a tendency just to fly off the thing but if you do it slowly um and with a bit of with low enough pressure on the on the airbrush it tends to work so um yeah i'm quite happy with how that's how that worked out um yeah and then how the best way to do that then is to just uh, kind of dry brush your model with lighter colors you know, do black and then dry brush it the lighter colors, and and then if you put your contrast paints out of the airbrush over that, it works almost the same as if you're doing it with the brush, but you get a lot more control in terms of the coverage, and it doesn't kind of pool. Then so that'd be the goal of it. And you can also blend one into the other, maybe a bit easier with the airbrush. So that's what I did with, uh, because I did those lion heads from Seba. And uh, I wanted, I did the icy ones before, you know, you've seen them in the past. So I wanted to do a crew of uh, fiery ones um, to sell. And then so if someone comes along to our table and they want uh, maybe an icy one and a fiery one, I'll have uh, maybe four of each or something like that, or three or four of each. So that's uh, that's fun. Speaking of icy cats, John, I've... um. That head I bought up you a while back, the black line with the blue mane. Yes. Uh, he's going to be in Cosmic. Oh, is he? That's he not is. a bad I one, find, yeah. I was struggling to find the useful, you know, something that I was happy yeah. for within Mythics, but yeah. I was trying to avoid big cats for Cosmic, but actually those colours are just a little bit wacky and I like that. So. Yeah, the kind of blue works. That is a kind of a cosmic-y blue. It's kind of more yeah. of a, so he, a teal, isn't it? Yeah. 
So he is going to be a cosmic character. Brilliant. Looking forward to seeing what body you put him on. The sentry, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. I, I need to buy about 40 sentries, basically, and just up, up my painting game, as in do some, and just paint various colours. Just do some rivets and some uh, some pads, knee pads and whatever else. Yeah. Yeah, Rich has flooded our chat this week with uh, with pictures of heads on the sentry body. <laughs> He's basically gone through his, uh, I think you're going through your stock of painted heads and seeing what works on a sentry body. I, I am basically, yeah, because I was, I was looking at them anyway, just to see, you know, further to what I said last week about, you know, some of the older stuff and that I might not want any more, you know, give it to a new home, sell it at Legion's console, things. So I was doing that anyway. And I was like, do you know what? Let's grab a sentry. Let's try these. Um, which was a great idea, except I've now got another 12 cosmic, 12 to 15 cosmic customs lined up. Because they're like, well, that head works really well. And there's only a couple of them that I would have used for Mythics. So I'm not even, like, not using a Mythic body that I could sell. Most of them is just like, no, I just need new sentries. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, well, get that second uh, suitcase ready for Legion's gone. Oh, it's ready, yes. Be, you won't be the only one at that crack, though, uh, I have a feeling. No, no. And I know the Legion's Land guys were talking about that on their show this week. Uh, as well as giving away all the secrets. Oh no! Which which is somebody <laughs> who went straight cool, to yeah. the customizers table last year. I was hoping to do the same again this year, but you know, now every bugger will be so. Yeah, but it's also good for us because we're one of the customizers tables. This is true. Oh, it's true, actually. <laughs> you yeah. know? So come and give us some money, and then we can go to the four horsemen table. Before Legion's Con, maybe we may have the Grave Keepers, and from what you were describing there, Rich, that maybe that head would work on one of the Grave Keeper bodies. Might do actually. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll be if if the Gravekeepers and Wave Two are in Legion's Con, and I'm not sure if they will be now because it seems to be getting a bit closer. Then I'll definitely be getting a few more of those while I'm there, as well as a few Novian leans, obviously. Oh, I actually got I actually got my last uh, extras orders uh, in as well. I did a little order from Space Figures in Germany, um, start of July, and they've started shipping their stuff. So I got my three naked Olex. And another science officer, another sentry, and Svexian or two. So that'll keep me going. I have to do something with them. I have a sentry disassembled and I want to paint up, but uh, just trying to find a time slot for that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to just start it and then and then kind of leave it. I want to at least get a good bit of it done. And then when it comes to the little finishing touches, then you can kind of take your time. But I find if I don't get all the base coats done at the one pass, uh, it, it ends up that you have slightly different colors maybe or, or just doesn't work as well. So, yeah, trying to do that. Shall we get into these questions then? Let's go for it. Okay, so I've taken all the questions from our various uh, places that we posted it. Um, they may not be in exactly the order we received them, but they're in the order that I took them from uh, the sources and uh, the guys then added as as we got questions in. Um, so your question may be first or last, but uh, it, it, we will get to it, don't worry. Uh, so the first question, I think... Uh, this is going to be a quick one. Uh, 
Ralph Mouse asks, when will we see a toy room tour showing us Rich's giant customs collection? Um, the answer to that is not for a while, unfortunately. Um, it's a, a complete and utter shambles, I think it's fair to say, that room at the moment. Um, so I'm with Legion's Con coming up and just being fairly busy with life and work and that. It's, it's probably going to be towards the end of the year before I can get it actually properly sorted out to get some pictures up. What I might try and do is just try and get a couple of shelves finished. I mean, that's like 20 figures per shelf um, and then get those pictures up there. So don't worry, Ralph, I'll get something. It just might take a little while. But it it does exist. It's just, it's, it's just, it absolutely exists. Yes. <laughs> it's just all over the place. There's like box of painted heads and there's a few figures that have tumbled that I've, and there's a heat that I've not put back. Uh, but yeah, it's just a, it's just a mess at the moment. Very good. Well, and the next two questions, we'll take them separately, but they are kind of on a similar line, but there is, there is a difference. Um, so Tom Coles asks, please describe what your inevitable, I don't, I'm not sure about inevitable there, Tom, but, uh, wishful thinking, let's see how we go. A four horsemen tribute figures will look like mythic slash cosmic faction race accessories, etc. And then he says, keep up the good work guys. Thanks for that, Tom. So does anyone want to give this a go? Shall we just do our own personal ones or does anyone have? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I kind of mixed the this and the next question okay. from Curtis together because they were so similar. Um, oh, I'm, I'm vain. I came up with my own figure straight away. <laughs> we'll give it to us then, Rich. <laughs> so it would be Mythic Legions. Um, it would be a vampire, but it would be in the Sons of the Red Star. Um, I like the idea of like an assassin vampire sort of thing. Uh, my weapon of choice would be a flail weapon of some sort. Um, maybe with like a, a dagger or a scythe on the end of it. Um, just really and what, what existing head would be used then? Oh, they reuse heads, don't they? Because of yeah. the thing. Uh, I would say the head, the vampire, the head that came with the head pack. I really like. Oh, okay, gotcha. It's just a proper angry, shouting, screaming vampire head. So yeah, um, yeah, and I'd also want it. It involved new pieces, um, but if they had like long fingers and really long pointy fingernails, like you know, you just slash somebody with. Ooh, I like the sound of that. That would be my figure. And you, Mal? Um, as I say, I sort of combine this and the next one. So this is one that would be all of us and forgive my nerd here. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> so I've gone, because we all have a, a Celtic or Gaelic, but Celtic predominantly background. Sorry, Rich, but I think it would have to be a House of the Noble Bear character. Um, <laughs> um, and it was initially, first thought it was a dwarf, because it kind of, you know, Tolkien and that's a very... Uh, British sort of thing and he kind of created the dwarves that look like the mythic dwarves however thinking about it more uh, I went and oh um, I uh, think brute scale because throughout Scottish, Welsh, Irish folklore and history there are stories of giants um, so you've got the Highlanders who were giant men for Scotland. You've got Finn McCool and the Giant's Causeway when it comes to Ireland. Uh, I was having a little look. Apparently there's loads of stories of giants in Welsh mythology and lore. There are. Uh, um, yeah. So, you know, make it a brute scale. I'd, I know we've got like half giants, but 
I prefer sort of brute scale size to, you know, really big guys. Um, and we do only have like a bear torso for that at the moment, but that's cool because it's barbarian kind of style to him. Um, or he could have, if they want, were going to create a new part for it, then some sort of leather chest piece, leather, perhaps a bit like um, what you've got on, um, oh, what's his name? Bardrick. Um, um, yeah, he'd have to, uh, I was looking in, in, in the Celtic Warriors, blue war paint was very common, um, it made from particular things, so, you know, um, and I, I kind of, it's not really quite right for all of us, but it's the Scott, because it's a bit, I was, this is, I sort of messaged you guys about this earlier on today, didn't I, to find out a bit more. Um, but I like the idea of wearing, him wearing tartan and a kilt and a sash uh, and seeing what C. Jessam did with that it would be quite cool, uh, which means he'd have bare legs. Um, he'd obviously have the, uh, being the brute scale again, he'd have like the uh, cloth wraps around his wrists and uh, potentially around his ankles. Um, and he'd have uh, a, a warhammer or a club and he'd use the, uh, they'd have to rescale it though again. Although actually I think it would probably pass all right on a brute scale is the Atlas, the Conqueror head, Ooh, yeah. um, which they would never use mm. again, but that would be, <laughs> that'd be cool. So that's my, I didn't come up with a name for him. I missed that bit. <laughs> Well, it's got to be John Malcolm Rich, you know? <laughs> John Malcolm Rich, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, yeah. well my, char- my character is called Joe Malrick, so, you know. <laughs> That's ah, good. That's good. There you go. Um, yeah, for me, if I'm just thinking of a tribute figure for myself, I mean, as I said, my favourite faction was Basilia, so I'd like to figure in that faction. Favourite figure is Balam in that faction. It's a little bit of a nostalgic pick at this point because uh, I think I tend towards kind of uh, more of the newer figures now in terms of what you get with them. I mean, you know, like like Bardrick is probably my favorite figure now, really. I mean, he's just with whatever you get with him. But uh, and then uh, I think I'd like to be Balam's sidekick and be a flocked green cat. <laughs> I, like, I like the flocked idea. That's cool. <laughs> so there you go. You know, they've done oh. it already with Bright Fighters, so it's not even uh, out of the question. They could maybe do more cat-like flock, though, for, for, for me. Wouldn't mind that. Would you want a mix of two different colours of flocking? Oh, that would be that would be even better, yeah, yeah. And then I'd then I'd like uh, I'd like the green flock, but with the kind of white uh, flock for for the stripes. That would be would be amazing. Uh, yeah, and th- so then obviously use the the cat collar piece flock that as well, and uh, obviously bare torso flocked. I think that's probably still the best option for that type of figure that they have in the parts library. Um, yeah, and then armor. Uh, think what you want, but and I'd like a bow for for a weapon for sure. Always, always like bows as a kid. Robin Hood was a big thing of mine in the eighties, so definitely a bow for me. Thank you very much. And uh, 
I'll take one of those side swords as a second weapon if it's going, you know, like the ones Very that nice. come with the orcs. Yeah, and then Curtis, which is an extremely clever uh, question. Uh, and was really, that was one that like, oh, we are getting some questions when I saw that one, was uh, the horseman task you guys with designing a tribute figure that represents the three of you in one character. What's its name and what does it look like? So, Mal, this is kind of what you've already yeah, gone with. with say, so we can take your answer as red. Together. Yeah. Rich, what have you got here? So I haven't gone as detailed as you guys with the um, the custom thing, but this this is my character. So it's uh, it's called Sir Jamalric the Incessant. Um, and I've added incessant because we do like to chat, uh, <laughs> all it. of us. So it's just incessant talking. That's quite good. Um, it would be uh, here. We go. It would be a space faring, space faring even vampire type creature, who is adept at using all sorts of evil magic. Um, I want large, sharp teeth. He'd be wearing a space suit uh, and loads and loads of spell effects to go with him. So space magic. I like it. I like it. Um, this one I totally flummoxed me. Um, all I could say is that I. I I definitely design uh, something in Mythic. I would probably use the um, the Bushati kind of torso skirt piece. I'd go with the three different heads. So I'd go with for Rich. I'd go with the vampire head that comes with uh, the many faces tribute now, and also the new blood armor. I'd go with that one. Uh, for me, I'd go repainted Bardrick. Um, so make it more pale, maybe a couple of freckles and uh, kind of grayish brown on the hair. <laughs> that's that's where we're going. And and Mal uh, will give you the Atlas head, keep you in House of the Noble Bear. And so, and yeah, using that torso and the arms and everything, uh, the, the cloth arms kind of you can go to any faction with those, you know. Uh, you know, you can be you can be a Viking that's just up in the cold, Mal. You know. Oh yeah, totally. And I think I'd keep the color scheme kind of, uh, you know, on the dark side. Maybe maybe give uh, th- th- three different torso plates, so you could do the vampire one in the purple. You know, the more kind of elf-like one for Bardric, and then you could do a more kind of uh, rugged one for the Northman. that might work who knows what sort of uh, torso plates they have by then so that's my rough idea I'd like to give this one maybe more thought <laughs> come back to it in a couple of weeks but uh, no, I thought that was a great question really great yeah. question we can, we can all think about it more than present Curtis with our ideas at Legion's Con <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah and he can bring it to the horseman and beg for us <laughs> He can just talk about it on his 27 podcasts and it'll just sink in. <laughs> Subliminal messaging. <laughs> okay, let's move on to the next one. Nate Strong. Uh, by the time you listen to this, Nate's, Nate will have been a guest on a previous podcast. Uh, we did a show with Legion's Lounge very recently. Great show. Three great guys. And Nate is one of them. So he said, if you could vacation... In Mythos, where would you go and why? 
I love this question. It's such a good question. I had a bit of fun writing this one, (laughs) answering this one. Well, you give us your answer there, Matt. All right. So I was going to say, so I think it may be a little bit of us, uh, what's the word, our interpretation of the law. But I think from the law, we've gotten that Attila Elias is a bit of a party boy, haven't we? Yeah. Uh, It's got to be how he lost his hammer. It's got to be how he lost his hammer. (laughs) So I imagine... He was hammered when he lost his hammer. (laughs) (laughs) So so I reckon the fortress of the Gilded Line is probably like a party city. It's like New York, you know, it's uh, bright lights, big city, you know, all sorts going on at night. Bit Vegas, maybe. Um, So I'd go there because I do love a city break. Uh, I, uh, I like to see all the places and the establishments and... You know, maybe go to the cinema slash theatre if you want to get a bit posher and uh, have a few beers and that. So I think uh, the Fortress's Gilded Lion would be my place to go. Very good. And Rich? I like that well. Um, I went slightly wider than just the city, so I picked an area. Um, so I, I'd like to go to Ophidian, which is um, where your favourite faction resides, John. Um, yes. L- looking at the map, you've got the Evergrey Mountains. Um, Nice bit of snow, you can go skiing. They're bound to have hot tubs there or hot thermal <laughs> springs. So you, you can just have in those you on, a, yeah, because... on a cold day. <laughs> um, it also has a very nice looking coastline just uh, just to the west of that as well. So there's beaches there if you fancy just chilling out. I've got to say there'd be hot tubs in the Gilded City, I'm sure of it. <laughs> the fort- <laughs> Sorry, the Gilded Lion, Fortress of the Gilded Lion. Lots of hot tubs, no doubt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, and then, if you you know if you're a bit bored of skiing or the beach, and you want to do something a bit more exciting, then you've got the uh, the Nethergate. You just wander down there for a day out. Who knows what will come through it? You might a day be, out. You, know, you might be eaten. Who who knows? A day but out, it's a, exciting, or a decade yeah, out. Yeah, an exciting day slash decade trip. So yeah, it's like the safari park. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm I'm a bit too a bit too much of a soft lad to to brave it up to Vikingfell. You know, eating raw meat off a half, half or half cooked off the the bonfire. So I'd be going cushy down to Castle Castle Silverhorn, hanging out with all the elves, all the beautiful lady elves, especially. And uh, yeah, just living in luxury there. I mean, sure they'll have good wine, and uh, you know, maybe chat to bright fighters for a bit. So that's where I'd be after. It was a nice choice. Yeah, hippies. Maybe they have some uh, tree hugging hippie um, stuff. <laughs> yeah, they'll <laughs> all be sat there chanting and like you know. Yeah, let's go. Let's go to the uh, you know the essential oils <laughs> day and all this sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah, so maybe under the peace type. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next question, um, Dennis Dukakis. Uh, we all know Dennis, don't we? We do. Yeah, absolutely. Can we please get a potential customs breakdown for the latest Cosmic Wave before it goes off sale on the Four Horsemen website so we know how many multiples to buy? Well, now, Rich, you're usually our expert in this area. <laughs> and we did, I think we did discuss it a little bit uh, when we talked about this wave. We did. I I would absolutely, I think we all would, recommend getting multiples of the Thraxian Scout. Um with the the lizard bodies, obviously you can yeah, you can keep it cosmic. Um, you can use it in in mythos as some sort of lizard man or a snake man. 
Um, the armor pieces as well, we as we discussed, you know, they're very very suitable for using with the uh, Silonus flock. So definitely multiple to him. Um, I would also suggest if you like them in any way, shape, or form, get a multiple to the spacesuits as well. I know the deluxe figures, but you'll be able to do all sorts of stuff with that. You know, you can combine them with a Sentry one and, you know, do all sorts of weird and wonderful things. You might have the giant boots, but then the smaller Sentry legs and all sorts of different things. So definitely a couple each of those I would suggest people should get. Um, And then Kern Ray, again, that soft goods. Just get a few for all those soft good coats. Um, You'll be able to use so many of those in, in various things. Yeah, imagine a bunch of characters just in in jackets, you know. Yeah. Could be the, you know, any sort of a, it could be cosmic, could even be mythic, although mythic would be maybe a little bit of a push with that type of jacket. It would depend, but yeah, definitely cosmic. Yeah, I think you get away with that sort of jacket on a pirate or something in mythic. Yeah, that's true. Mal, any... Anything to add for that? Because I think that kind of covers it for me. Yeah, pretty much the same. Although I did say I think Uka's accessories are really cool. So, you know, it might be worth getting a couple of him for to get a few of the, like his shoulder pad and his little rucksack thing and, and that sort of thing. Um, also, he's got limbs that are compatible with goblins and uh, 2.0 characters. So it might be worth... Uh, picking up a couple of him because they're new parts we haven't got before so very true very true yeah uh for the space boot guys i just say maybe the dwarf one is probably more more interesting to get multiples of just because you'll probably get more more of that full-size suit with other characters whereas i'd say the dwarf guy here is probably the only one that's going to be that scale across maybe three waves of this yeah, my 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 thing with them is I'll know a bit more about what I want to do and any ideas when we see a bit more of them when Jeremy and Joe do their inevitable uh, show. But uh, yeah, um, just because you get a better idea of what's going on with that chest and how what how the bits come off or don't come off and and, and how you can modify that. So. I'd agree with you, John, as well about the the smaller one. If you go just get multiples of one of them, then that's definitely the one to do. But for the love of God, can we stop calling it a space dwarf? Anthony Houseel hates me enough already without us referring to it as a space dwarf all the time and then me bad-mouthing it. <laughs> smaller scale or smaller, yeah, smaller <laughs> size yeah, compared to the other two. Okay, uh, so there you go, Dennis. So get your wallet out and uh, just order five all-in so you're good. I think that's the best advice <laughs> we could offer you. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. But I think... My advice is if you could only off, uh, get multiples of uh, like two or three multiples just by Kern Ray, as many as you can, honestly. It would also be interesting to see the markup. I'd love uh, this again. I'd love to know the retailer markup uh, compared to, you know, what's get, are they all getting, you know, 15, 20 percent or are they all getting different as usual, you know? Because like the Sentry, for example, it was much better to get them direct than getting them at retail, just percentage-wise. Um, okay, uh, the next question. So it comes from one-tenth Delante. So I don't know who that is in, re- in the real world, but that's on Instagram, I guess, with the username. If you could offer... Delatante. A t- a Delatante, yeah, Jesus. 
Well done, John. Okay. Uh, if you could offer <laughs> the Four Horsemen Studios one established license to launch a new line of legions from, what would it be? I think I've got Mythic Customs' amazing Lord of the Rings in my head after seeing his fellowship and Nazgul Customs, but I take it as near and far from the current three lines as you want. So if Four Horsemen were doing an external license, so like if they got on the Super 7 bandwagon, what would you like to see them do? Anyone want to take a stab at this first? If they legions fied an established line, I would absolutely love them to do Thundercats. Oh, yes. yes. The amount of cool felines and lizard men and jackals and pirates, you know, all that sort of thing. It would, yeah, mummies, it would be perfect. So you'd like them to to kind of do their own artistic take on it as well? Yeah, very much so, to fit it in with the Legion's aesthetics. Yeah, definitely. Very good. Yeah, for me, I just love them to get the master's license and and be allowed to do what they want with it. So classics, they followed the template, but I'd love to see them, you know, like they did the 2000X, but then they did those stactions that were really more there, you know, really, really kind of uh, collector, kind of full-on design, as opposed to the regular figures were a little bit more in line with the cartoon and a mix between them and the cartoon. I'd love to just see them do their kind of ultimate take on Masters with their artistic kind of license in it. That would be, for me, the ultimate kind of Masters line, and you could forget about the rest of them in terms of modern anyway. Sounds pretty, yeah, that would be pretty cool. I think that we know they'd do a fantastic job of that, don't we? For me, I mean, I I just did make the note just in case anyone was listening who wasn't aware, because you never know that Mythic Customs is actually... Jeremy Girard uh, from the studio. Um, I think most people knew him as that before they knew him as uh, who he is now. Um, and we did have him and we did interview him, didn't we? And uh, I asked him a similar question and his answer to that, I think, if I remember rightly, was in Humanoids. Oh, yeah, it was, yeah. You're right. And he hinted he'd even looked at where that license sat. So Wow. But it's was that? Hasbro or Mattel had that or something. I forget what he said now. Um, but then uh, my personally, the one that I could get, I, can't, I, th- I had one in mind when I asked him that question and I can't remember what that was. But um, I think somebody mentioned it in one of the groups and I think it'd be a great idea, but something like Visionaries would be awesome because it'd be very similar to what they do, but you'd have awesome um, holographic chests, uh, which maybe they could even do battle beast style and you have a a hole through the middle where you can a hole through it so you can see the shape through it rather than it being a sticker i think that could be quite fun yeah um, that would be fun yeah actually given yeah. there's a lot of people now doing battle beast customs and mythic it would be cool for them to yeah. do a well a six we inch battle beast line fan, don't we? yeah yeah we know corn boys a fan of them so yeah exactly um, so ooh. And Walter is a big Battle Beast guy as well, I, I remember. Yeah, yeah, well, that's it. Um, there, and I was trying to think of a space line, but I, I, I just, the only thing I could sort of come, I kept coming back to, and Ramen Toys are doing it now, is, uh, well, unless they get stopped, <laughs> is Brave Star or, yeah. you know, something a bit more with a Western vibe. Um, so Brave Star, there was something called Galaxy Rangers as well that would be quite cool, but I'm not sure. 
what the depth of characters are like in that. So, what about a four horseman doing the Star Wars? Ah, <laughs> uh, that did come to mind. Can you imagine that being that would be proper, figures? huh? Yeah, I'd spend even more than I spend now. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not worth even contemplating because it's just uh, it's just yeah. never going to be possible. But yeah, well, um. Other one that came to mind is I've mentioned to you guys uh, this uh, my dad the bounty hunter oh, really yeah. enjoyed that and so much of that I watch it look at it going that could almost be a four horseman design you know they could totally do that design as it is now so perhaps even that as well would be quite cool very good so if you're listening guys have a look at that show on Netflix see what you think it's very much aimed at kids but I'm a big kid as I always say so. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. John, when you edit this as well, don't forget to put the sitting on the fence thing with Miles bit there because <laughs> his one line was at least four. So. Ah, we were just we were just expanding upon it, you know, because there is I'd definitely... To, let's face it, I'd yeah. love, well, we'd all love to see them just do anything, wouldn't we? I think we'd all we would. probably buy whatever they did put out there. So. Yeah, with the, with the time and energy that they have for their lines that that's the problem is the more and more lines they do the more they're spreading themselves thin so from that point of view uh it might be great for us but in terms in terms of maybe one more line where they really had time to put effort in who knows that might be in their future i mean they obviously sculpted a lot of uh, different lines over the years you know on their web pages a whole list of what they've worked on so if you're interested pop on there and you see Right up to very recently, they and probably still they're sculpting stuff for, for people. So okay, so how I, how am I going to read this name wrong then? This is a uh, Nerd Force One, I guess is is how I would. I reckon that's what it's meant. Read to be. that. Very good. Yeah. With all the threes, and this is a change of pace to the question: What is the proper order for applying cream and jam to a cream tea? I take it he's talking about a scone there. I was going to say is, we yeah. should probably explain because there'll be no, some no, no, no. Let Google, sure. Google if you if you don't know what this yeah, is. Okay. okay, okay. Can I just say, Nerdforce One, that you have no idea what a controversial subject this is in the UK, <laughs> <laughs> unless, you're, unless you're British. It is. Oh God. Funnily yeah. enough, I mentioned the <laughs> that there's a variety of ideas about this. Yeah. So there's there's only one way, as far as I'm concerned, cream jam. Or if you're going to be really, really, really upset people now, it's salty butter and then jam. Oh. We haven't even... <laughs> the the haven't silence because me and Mal are just pulling faces. <laughs> we haven't even talked about the way you say scone. Why do you want the jam just to soak in and make the scone all soggy? Ugh. You know? Here's the other d- debate and dilemma is how you say oh, the word. bashed his mic. I'm going to have to mute all that. <laughs> he's, he's causing a ruckus he's th- throwing down at the idea of salty butter yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, so yeah the other thing that is scone or scone is uh, a big debate isn't scone. it uh, no it's I, scone There's no I say no. scone yeah oh, I say God. scone how are we on a podcast together <laughs> <laughs> are, you a, are you a scone guy John yeah I'm from Ireland oh, yeah I'll let you off with that I guess yeah. anyone from the UK that said scone should be beaten <laughs> Cool. Everyone from the UK in our uh, on our page, tell us what you say when when we put this one out. <laughs> um, but okay, Rich, what would your uh, randomly? Mine has actually changed in the last week. So I was always always jam then cream, 
always because jam's easier to spread put that on first then just dollop some cream on top however my good lady wife last weekend maybe even the weekend before when we had scones um put the cream on first and i was like what are you doing and then she mixed up the jam so it was much more of a liquid consistency and then she's able to just drizzle it over the top um, and that actually worked really well. So I have now flipped. I am now a cream then jam person, which younger Rich would hate. But I, I'm going for that route now. Okay. You see, I've got to say I'm at Ethan here because I actually don't like it <laughs> at all. <laughs> <laughs> but if if I was gonna do it, I would go cream and then jam because to me the cream is replacing the butter. And, and and offering that yeah. moisture to the exactly. to the bread that the exactly. that the butter yeah. provides. You don't put jam and then butter on your toast, do you? No, no, this is it. This it's is as it. simple as that. Yeah. Yeah. All three? My mum has all three, so she'll go butter, then jam, then cream. <laughs> Which is you know That's lavish. That's heart <laughs> attack territory, but yeah. Butter, <laughs> jam, like cream, call the ambulance. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised she's not drizzling honey over the top as well, just to really get all oh, oh, that. <laughs> and the square chocolate. Okay, well, there you go. So there's your answer. So now we're either on the hit list or we're good, depending on the answer. Incidentally, I can make scones without even looking at a recipe, and they're really good. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm. And every time I make scones for someone, they, people go, what's the recipe? And I go, oh, I don't really have one. Just know it. <laughs> well, of course, there is a recipe. I just have to... Yeah. Thanks for bringing some of those over when you come over, John. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Well, they're only good on the day, really. I mean, maybe a day after, but you know. Yeah, they don't keep They're not going to yeah. go well in uh, eight hours in the car, are they? It'd be disgusting at that point. So there you go. So there's a fun fact about me. So uh, then we had Mark Galus Todd. Uh, what is the best way to get started with customizing legions? And a second vote for the cream tea jam application question. So you got your your answer there, Mark. The best way to get started customizing in legions. Well, I think it's easier now because there's more availability of figures. When I started customizing, I mean, I was customizing with figures that I was had paid like 50, 60 quid for. Um, and only had one of <laughs> And was just hoping that I'd be able to get a second one again at some stage. Um, I think the best way for me to get started is to just uh, start with dry brushing the metallic bits on a on a Legion Builder. And then uh, kind of start learning from there. So get a basic kind of miniature painter paint set basic pack of cheap brushes and see how you get on with it there and the second thing i'd say is if you really have an idea of what you want to do you don't have to be able to do it but if you really have an idea of here's what i want to achieve and it's not that you're just kind of customizing for the sake of customizing that can help to get you started because as you get into it then you'll, you'll, you'll you can just paint because you like painting you know that's a different thing you, Mal, any? Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I've, I've sort of made the note that I think, so, again, Jeremy, Gerard, uh, he offers a lot of good advice on it, and he sort of talks about the things you've talked about there, doesn't he? He's, he's also a big 
proponent of say buying a legion builder and just doing like the rivets and the small detail bits and doing that but and i think someone like dorclair probably offers some good ideas and advice in the way he's pop and swapping yeah. that's probably quite pop a good way to get is, into is it, a yeah. great way yeah if yeah. if nothing else it just gets you used to ripping the ripping them pulling the figures apart and seeing how the bits work together and and and, and gives you a better look at the bits and that sort of thing so i think yeah or mixture of the two of course pop and swap but only do a little bit of dry brushing or a little bit of painting to what you create yeah or throw a wash on something you know yeah yeah rich any further things to add there no nothing you guys are the the better actual customizers than me the only thing i might suggest is if the question is not 100% certain customs of them maybe buy a cheapish already painted head pop it on two or three different figures see if you like the look of mixing the figures up a little bit and then if you do then start down the route yourself i would say also you know don't don't be in a rush for anything you know especially if you're not trying to end up wanting to maybe sell stuff or you know whatever don't be in a rush to kind of put pictures up on the the thing that'll you know people don't know what you're doing so you know you have as much time as you need until you get it to the point where you're you're happy with it and uh you know if you know some people in the community send them maybe the picture first and say what do you think of this does it look cool and then if they say it looks cool then maybe post it um on the groups because there's so much stuff now that's going through the groups that uh it's very hard to kind of get traction on the post unless you're kind of really good i think anyway so uh, so then it you know that might just knock you back a bit if you don't get kind of feedback so you know send it to people that you kind of know already and you know will give you a bit of constructive feedback so the next one is from paint pimp which on instagram which is rob espino yeah it's good lad rob he's done some painting in the past good good bit of stuff and he's uh, he sent us nice comments over the time we've been doing this um to all three hosts what new articulation functionality would you want to see implemented on future mythic and cosmic legions releases so i have one so i can go if you want yeah go um i what i liked when i when i used to collect a little bit of mezco is on some of their figures they had a they had a kind of two articulation points in the neck so they had at the at the kind of base where the neck goes into the body that was kind of on a ball joint and then they had a neck piece and then would have another ball joint at the top of the neck piece for the head so on certain figures that kind of works well and then you still have a neck and you can kind of tilt the neck forward and then you can still put the head back so this kind of you can get a couple of different poses in that and i think that could be done without uh messing up the kind of over articulated you know giving it more over articulated look than say something like double jointed elbows or something would do and it wouldn't have to be for every figure but maybe for some figures maybe more like human like figures or or something like that mal any ideas um i've sort of i'd be very wary of too much more articulation um additional articulation because i i you know i am a big fan of the aesthetic as they are what i have said is if they could maybe put deeper cuts in certain joints which they've sort of started doing a bit with 
that some of the new night bodies and that without affecting the way it looks and then that'd be cool but i mean no you know i'm not desperate for too much more articulation really um i think the toe joints on those new ones could be interesting but as long as they're not too obvious um maybe an ab that'd be the other thing the one of the thing we see on the um thraxian scout is see how that uh torso articulation works that i wouldn't mind too much i don't think that looks too bad personally if it's hidden well should we give him defense music now how many of those <laughs> yeah that's I, was just say. Trying to, I was just trying to he's he's just completely happy and doesn't want any changes except for they're the ones i could probably tolerate no, I got you. <laughs> we got you more is better than um, less in terms of answers i'm a bit like you mal not sitting on the fence but i'm generally happy with the um the articulation the only thing and i don't think for a second they do this not in 112 scale is for um cosmic figures in particular um individual articulation in the fingers so instead of having a hand with a trigger finger or whatever sort of thing you can actually move each of the fingers now they do it on like masterpiece transformers and obviously they're a lot bigger you're looking at 12 inch figures there but if, if ever the four horsemen did like a ogre or larger robot then something like that would be amazing i don't think they will do it i think it's a lot of effort a small reward but yeah that would work well for me excellent um okay the next one is from eugene eunuch uh, he's a great customizer that's going to be at legions con um so he starts off with a bit of flattery why does John have the most soothing voice in the history of podcasting? Well, thank you, Eugene. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll answer that by saying, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> do I? <laughs> no, I know that really when I, I've worked, <laughs> I worked all my career in kind of customer facing jobs in um, either IT or in banks then uh, more recently. And I often had customers say to me on the phone oh you know you, you're when i talk to you your you your tone of voice calms me down or you know you're you're very reassuring so i'm like okay maybe maybe i've just learned it from that over the years that way you just sound really boring <laughs> <laughs> true. <laughs> true i'm not a big fan of drama like you know it's like in uh here in luxembourg luxembourgish is a very emotive language can be and sometimes they can be just shouting at each other and I think they're having a row, but actually they're just talking and in a more animated way. And that sometimes for me is, is difficult. I'm, I like to be calm and I don't see the need to be not calm unless there is really a, a real need, you know. Like I hear people talk to their kids here and I'm like, Jesus, you know, the poor kid is going to be wrecked with emotion if you're shouting at them like that. But they're actually just talking to them normally, you know, so... <laughs> So, um, next part of the question, when will the Instagram page have a link tree to everyone's socials for easy perusing? So that's done, Eugene. That's how efficient we are here. Just did it after reading your question. And lastly, and this would be for the two boys more so, I mean, I can give my opinion. What is the best tea for an American to import from the UK? Are we, are you both tea drinkers? No, I think Mal is not a tea drinker, is he? Um, I mean, I, yeah, oh, you I'd say this. There's two rings. Well, <laughs> if you're talking, we go. If, <laughs> if you if you're talking um, like basic standard, bog standard 
you need to put milk in it to make it drinkable tea. <laughs> um, it's probably Yorkshire tea, isn't it? I think. Um, PG Tips probably close behind. Um, yeah, York, Yorkshire tea is very nice. Yorkshire tea are quite fancy too in that they do a, a version for hard water areas as well. Um, oh, which living in Bristol is very useful. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, I'm not a huge tea connoisseur. In, for instance, I can't stand Earl Grey. It's just like who I know would drink Earl tea, Grey? No. That like okay, no, sorry no, for no, no, insulting no. anyone, but like that is disgusting. I love a bit of Earl Grey. <laughs> oh, no. And then it's twinings. <laughs> You're going to drink <laughs> Earl Grey. But the um, the one tea I, I would recommend, and I'm biased because it's Welsh, but it's called uh, Panad Gymraeg. Okay. Which is basically Welsh copper. Okay. Um, and it's a Welsh company that makes it, and it's very nice. Very good. Um, yeah, I just had, uh, I always liked twinings English breakfast when I drank more tea. And then yeah, being Irish, uh, I think Barry's tea from Ireland, it's hard to beat it. So there you go. But it's literally petrol. You know, if you squeeze the tea bag for more than 30 seconds, you are literally going to be, it's like giving a, a kid Coca-Cola, you're going to be off your head for half an hour <laughs> and caffeine or whatever the hell is in that thing. But it, it'll get you going in the morning, tell you that much. Then we have uh, another Interesting question from Anthony Hasil. He says, what airport is Rich landing at for Legion's Con? And I already covered you on this, uh, Rich. I did answer to Anthony in the in the post and I said LAX. Thank you, John. <laughs> that is exactly the one I'm going for. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's going to road trip it back, Anthony, from there. That's he felt like he needed time away from his family. So and yeah, he no point trying to hunt me down, Anthony. I'll be uh, 3,000 miles away. And he didn't fancy the smelly van from Michigan with the boys. Yeah. So he's going LAX. He's going to rent a Hummer. <laughs> he's going to drive across America. I'm just going to rent a Harley. Ooh. Let's go for it. Oh. <laughs> rent a Harley. Me and the five empty suitcases on the back. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. How many, how many legions can you fit in a Harley? There you go. Yeah. Okay, so there's your answer, Anthony. I hope you enjoyed that. Um, Bear Black comes with the next question. Uh, he has a number of questions, which is great. Bear's a, Bear's a good lad. He's I a chat good lad, a lot yeah. with Bear. Yeah, he does some does some very good soft goods stuff as well. He does, yeah. I think he's trying to get some controversial answers from us, though. <laughs> oh, see. I'm not seeing the questions yet. Okay, <laughs> so right. I'll do it one by one, and we can answer each question by question rather than reading them all out and then trying to kind of between why hasn't the articulation scheme been updated in a significant way since inception so my answer to that would be number one aesthetic is probably the most important thing about this line and it has enough articulation for uh you know for still being an articulated one twelfth or you know seven six seven inch action figure i do think it has been updated in a significant way with the new night arms we just haven't got them yet I think that will make a big difference. Um, anything to add there? Mal is giving me the thumbs up Spot here. On. So exactly what Rich. I said. To, although okay, I then slagged off double jointed limbs a bit, but I won't need. I don't need to do that. So, <laughs> Bear, I'm sure you're a fan of lots of articulation, and that's cool as well. But I think that this line kind of straddles a little bit of a place where people either are going to be upset about the lack of articulation, but there's an awful lot of people that are very happy that the aesthetic is really the way it is and doesn't get 
uh, ruined by too much articulation. Why don't the Four Horsemen reissue army builder figures or harder to find figures keeping aftermarket prices down? Um, I can start here if you want. I would say that the army builder figures, they do. I mean, they've done the reinforcement waves already. They'll probably do a second one at some stage reasonably soon. I think now probably at this stage, although hope I'm wrong. It might be early next year, um, given how busy this year is, but you never know. Um, harder to find figures. The, the, this, there's no interest in them in keeping the aftermarket prices down because, number one, it is good for their toy line that people see that they can get their money back on the aftermarket if they decide, you know, so they can heavily invest in it now. And they know that they're not going to be left with a load of ten dollar figures at the end of it. Number two is, you know, Otho could be going for eight hundred on eBay, but it's probably just ten or twenty guys that are kind of bidding for it. It isn't, you know, say the the run of a figure is five to ten thousand figures. There isn't going to be five to ten thousand people looking for an Otho, you know, uh, at the at those prices. So. Okay, they re they re-release Otto. You're probably going to have a bunch of guys that already have them that won't order them, and then you're left with maybe three thousand instead of five thousand people. Hypothetical numbers, but you know we say sixty to seventy percent of the community, which is why they all, that's what they always say about the All Stars. It's the their least the the re-releases are their least orders. So I, I think it's it's business sense for them, you know doing the 2.0 versions where they add value and they make them better, that brings everyone back into the game. And that's what, that's what makes it more interesting for them. So have I got that one covered? Anyone want to? Uh, yeah, that's spot on. Yeah, no, I agree just... with that completely, John. Yeah. It's, you know, as, as you said, it, they, they've said the all stars don't sell as well as the rest of them. So, you know, at the end of the day, they're a business. Exactly. I think I think that they've also sort of said before that they're more interested in increase, you know, improving the line and doing the new stuff, and than they are in going back over things over and over again, haven't they? So they do more than most companies, I would say. Still, you know, without trying to blow smoke as usual, but you know, is is Todd or Hasbro are they going back over all their their stuff all the time? They release it all again. They just paint it a different colour and claim it's a new character. <laughs> but they certainly don't ask fans. Are they interested in, in voting on they absolutely which, not, you know, four or five figures to re-release? So um, this one, I would leave to one of you guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not answering this one for fear of upsetting Anthony. Actually. Okay, yeah. well, this is on you. Okay, uh, I'll Why do haven't well, the dwarves been updated or had their lore expanded upon? Well, from what's been said, despite... So... From what's been said in the past, the dwarves haven't necessarily sold as if they are the most popular figures in the line for whatever reason. <laughs> um, but I, and I actually think this uh, popularity that has, has seemed to have occurred probably has only occurred in the last couple of years, or at least it's become more prominent and more, um, more fervent, perhaps. So, I do wonder if we we will start to see a bit more dwarf related stuff now there is a demand and now there is a, a people crying out for it um which might lead to 
improvements to them, changes to them, whatever, whatever it is that they feel is necessary. But I think I just think it's in the past. Their sales suggest they're not that popular. Yeah, and they and they might be getting more popular now. So hopefully, and I think they are. We've seen the latest All Stars. They definitely had one voted in. So there might be the time for more. Uh, and with House of the Noble Bear potentially, probably. Yeah. Coming up, it's an ideal place to put them, isn't it? Exactly. Okay, good. And then this. Mal, are you trying to get me in trouble mentioning the House of the Noble Bear again as well? I'm like, don't answer, don't answer. <laughs> don't rise to it. Yeah. Pour yourself another drink. Just be quiet. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm vaguely hopeful that they might introduce a, a Lizardman House of the Noble Bear character now yes. they've got those parts. Maybe Sons it's the a more than Lizardman. Yeah. So I think House of the Noble Bear would, would swing me back towards House of the Noble oh, Bear. Oh, you need a lizard in? Okay. I need a lizard in that. I need a big white snow lizard in that to uh, to increase my That'd be quite cool. fondness for that. Well, they could have, they could definitely have animal type characters too. That's true. Um, and then the last question is a tricky one. Uh, why haven't the horsemen made international shipping more reasonable? So it's not I'll on them. Firstly, say, that I don't think their international shipping is bad. I think maybe if you're buying one or even two figures, it might be tricky. But the latest all in on the cosmic wave, I think I paid 50 something, wasn't it, Mal? 54? Yeah, yeah. that's about right. So you divide that by seven figures, it's uh, it's just a little bit over or under nine a figure. And they actually do quite a good job really because if you compare it to someone else who's selling figures their own figures from a site so Valorverse, um his shipping prices and it's again i don't think it's on him i think it's on the app that he uses and the way it calculates and that sort of thing which i suppose there's an argument they could improve the app then but that's prohibitively expensive you're paying i think it was what was it something like 80 dollars on a like two figures, which is yeah. in itself only like sixty, seventy dollars. It's it was ridiculous, oh, crazy, isn't it? It was not. It wasn't perhaps that, but but it was nuts. You know, it was and silly. Then, money. The, and then there's another company which will remain nameless. who just won't ship stuff because prices yeah. are going up. <laughs> yeah. So they'll just hang on to them for a while. That's true. Uh, not good. And uh, and also, I think the horsemen have expanded their retail network. And I don't think direct ordering from the horsemen. I just think it's brilliant that they actually ship international and that the shipping isn't like prohibitive. It it's actually possible to to get it for less than retail locally. If you do an all in from the horsemen, it works out a bit cheaper, even after taxes and shipping. So I think and you get it a bit sooner, which is of course advantageous. But okay, I think someone from the UK like bear with only one retailer it's maybe there is a maybe a lack of choice i mean in germany there's five or six retailers now you know there's there's uh and there's other ones across europe a couple in in a couple of different countries you know finland has one i think there's one in sweden now so you know anywhere in the eu for me for example i have a lot of choice for getting it at what would be retail and and with a lot of those, you can get free shipping past 200 euros or something like this. So if you were getting your all in with them, you'd get it at the retail price flat without shipping nearly, you know, or maybe a tenner. That's 
that's pretty good. I think it is part of why they are encouraging these approved retailers, aren't yeah. they? And the fact that there aren't more in the UK uh, is yeah. a bit, it's a bit unfortunate, but I'm not sure. And I think it's a balance for the horsemen because I think that they, they have their core from their direct orders and then they're kind of wide, you know, their growth is coming from the retail side, you know, and, and they obviously make a bit more money on the, on the direct sales but they need to balance that a little bit so that they don't kind of make it that the retailers don't have anything in it for them, you know, because you want to, they still want to have their, keep their retailers happy. So they can't be constantly uh, have a flowing stock of stuff that, that means that their retailers are being undercut by their supplier. <laughs> you know, it doesn't make I sense. Can, yeah. I mean, I can sort of understand why they don't do, but the one thing they could maybe do a bit more of, they sort of did it briefly couple of months back is allow the retailers to sell at a closer yeah to their price maybe a bit more that might encourage retailers to pick up more yeah, but i think there does come a point product. with with each wave if you know retailers come back to them and say okay we're still carrying a lot of all stars six for example can we do a discount and then they'll, they'll maybe go across their network and say okay if you have a lot of all star six left you can discount them by 15 whatever you know whatever makes sense to you but um yeah it's a i think thing being in the uk i think it's the horseman shipping used to be pretty high but it's definitely come down but the killer for us it's not the horseman it's the import duty or the import vat it's our government that's shafting us it's not the four horsemen with their shipping prices you know sending a big box like that overseas actually they're sending it at a decent price it's um it's the government that's that's you know adding on the extra sort of thing. Um, yeah. If if that import VAT wasn't there, I'd always go all in with the horseman. Yeah. But because it is, it's actually cheaper it's actually, to do yeah. it via import McCall. Yeah. No, um, I mean, I had some someone ask us today about uh, shipping to the States. You know, did they need to declare it in, in a way that the person doesn't get screwed with uh, uh, import fees? And we were like, uh, no, it doesn't matter going that way. <laughs> they don't get charged import yeah, that their government's not trying to yeah, stiff them so, you know and i think it, well not in that way anyway. I, I think the reason is because they're the biggest market so they they don't they're not worried about their local uh suppliers getting priced out by some british you know company selling into the states or some german a lot aren't let's be real a lot aren't really it's just another way of making money out of people yeah, sure. it's not about but it is a bit of protectionism as well you know reason but yeah, yeah. Otherwise, the, they wouldn't the sell I'd... off all the industry to foreign bodies. <laughs> okay, let's get Mal off the politics quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah so, moving on. <laughs> the only thing I think the Four Horsemen could do to improve their thing is the, the shipping calculator. It it doesn't make sense to me that you can put an all-in in and it gives you a certain price, then you add an extra figure, and then it gives you a, to- a cheaper price. So yeah, there's, there's an awful lot of... glitch in the system there. Yeah, there's an awful lot of faffing around trying to find what works as a best combination. But if you stuff. if you know that actually will it you might get cheaper shipping but it you, might help you, yeah. But, it might do, absolutely. But you will end up getting two shipments and then you'll have the company possibly coming to you trying to charge you twice on the same invoice for import fat. So, so if you know how it works, yeah. it's not worth to do that. Um well, I think the rule of thumb that I think Chris mentioned at one point, wasn't it? Their box sizes are yeah. four Six, eight. So if you work out 
how many figures and if it's deluxe obviously it's going to be bigger of course that probably all goes out the window when it's cosmic and the boxes are all completely different <laughs> yeah that was for mythic yeah so but, uh, yeah but for mythic it was something like that okay anyway yes on from shipping so thanks bear for those great questions uh on to trevor trevor williams one six shooter uh again was on with this recently along with nate and bill um so he says do you have any of you have local friends outside of each other uh i wouldn't even call you two local to be honest uh they collect yeah. action figures and for me it's a no uh uh-uh. uh I just, you know, I mean, I tell people now what I do and do the show and all that, but uh, people are like, wow, cool, but like not really interested. So, yeah, same here. The, um, the nearest I've got is um, uh, a guy, uh, Josh, who runs um, Into the Diverse Toys, um, a UK online site who sort of dabbles in mythics. I think he's more excited about Cosmic because he's a big Star Wars fan. Um, but he used to sell mythics. Um, and he lives 10 minutes from me. So he used to hand deliver the mythics. So, we'd, you know, we'd have a good old chat then sort of thing. But he's stepped back a bit from mythics now. So there, I don't really have anybody know that, you know, I could sit down over a pint of beer in the pub and chat mythics about. No, I mean, I don't have anyone who collects mythics. I do have one other friend who he's, he's more, he's interested in the idea of action figures, but he's one of those people who he can't quite bring himself to going you know he sees it as the, in the back of his mind it's a waste of money i think my influence he's starting to pick up a bit more stuff that he wants now uh he's not a mythic it's, it's more like turtles and uh motu origins that he's he's sort of getting into a bit um but i've got a lot of uh, well a number of friends who are who are into like what if you want to call it geek culture so the comics and the comic cons and all that i've got you know a, a, a few friends who are into that side of it, just not the action figure stuff. Um, they and for a long time, I think they thought it was a bit daft and that waste of money that a lot of people seem to think it is. Until you can kind of convince them and and let them see that it's no different to collecting art or or their nerdy interests that they invest a lot of money in. You know, yeah, for so, sure. I mean, people collect crystal glasses or you know pottery or something. You know, it's all the same. You're your granny had cases of the stuff. That's it. Oh, yeah. and just to give him a little plug, although this might come out too late again, depending on when we put it out, but one of my mates, he's got a, a YouTube channel called Geek Explorers, and he's actually going to go to RetroCon. Oh, so cool. <laughs> people might see him there. Um, look for Geek Explorers on YouTube if you want to know what he looks like. So he's a British guy? He is. He's uh, flying yeah, from... over, especially yep, for RetroCon, yep. or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, wow. He's, he's ended up going with his dad, partly because no one else could afford to go just at the moment. But uh, yeah, his dad That's doesn't cool. mind a bit of the nerdy stuff either. So look, at, we'll point him in the direction of Anthony, and he can uh, tell him really how bad Rich is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I knew a few guys, or I, I know of a few guys that collect a bit of Lego. But I never really knew them that well. Never really got into that scene because I wasn't a lot of the I, I collected a bit of Lego, but it wasn't really a lot of the people that collect Lego here are into the kind of mock building and all that. And I was never really into that, you know, kind of building your own kind of cities and stuff like that. So that wasn't uh, that wasn't for me when I was kind of 
I just like building the sets, mostly the kind of, you know, the licensed sets like Star Wars or whatever. Then we had uh, Max Haman, and he's asked us six questions. So first one is, what is the best part in Legions and why is it Magnus's head? <laughs> I, I, I feel like uh, Max knows something we don't about Magnus and uh, his head. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can stick it on a lot of different characters, that's for sure. <laughs> no, he's a great, he's great. Max is a great photographer. He does. He has a great uh, mm. Instagram page if you want to follow him. Anyone interested? Um, the best part in Legions. I can tell you my answers if you want, whilst you guys think about it. So I've got three I've put down. <laughs> of course. Where's that button? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's expected. Yeah. It'll it's give us time thing. to think. So first of all, and it has been for a long time, it's the belt that is used a lot on the Barbarian, comes with the Barbarian builder. It's like leather straps. Um, I've told yeah. these guys. It's a good about one, yeah. That. Yeah, I've told them talk about that quite a lot, don't I? Um, and then that is probably closely followed. For me, it's head as well. Um, it's uh, the Atlas head. I, I love that head. I think it's one of the best in Legions, let alone Mythic or Cosmic, but in Legions, full stop. And then I've got to give a nod to my favourite characters in the whole of Legions, and it's probably the unhelmeted Svexian head is probably in there. Although, interestingly, that's the, I mean, the two heads, as much as I'd love to use them on other things, Atlas, it's too rare <laughs> to be yeah. doing that. And the unhelmeted Svexian, I don't know, I just, as I've said before, I like them so much as it is, I don't feel the need to do anything with them. <laughs> that's cool, that's cool. Rich, what have you got here before I take your answer? Uh, for me, it's it's the Kopesh sword. Okay. Um, that curved sword. I I love those. Loads and loads of my figures and customs have, have used those. I think it's just it just you know it's just a bit different. Um, you know it's got a curve on it rather than the straightforward sword. You know when they had them in Game of Thrones, a similar sort of thing. Uh, the Dothraki had them. Again, it's just that different feel to it, sort of thing. So, yeah, that's my favorite piece. I'd say. Cool. Um, I think I'd have to say for Mythic, it's the it's the helmet, the the kind of uh, helmet that comes, uh, you know, it's like the Boba Fett kind of shaped helmet. Oh, the Gorgo style. Oh, yes. Gorgo yeah. helmet. Yeah. Yeah. Piece. Yes. Yeah. 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 I think that works with every figure <laughs> in one point or scale. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's a very cool helmet. Really cool design. Um, and then in Cosmic, the Sphexian wings. I love them. Yes. Yes. They're very cool. Very cool. Um, what part do you wish to be added to Cosmic or Mythic? Well, anyone got an answer there? Here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I generally just like a few more 2.0 parts. I think we we suffer a bit. Again, it's probably to do with the popularity of that, the 2.0 figures. We're lacking a bit of variety, whereas we're getting a lot more variety in 1.0. Uh, so one example is I'd love like the cloth trouser legs, but in 2.0, I think you could do some really cool stuff with that. Um, 
then I'd like, you know, and I'm kind of hoping we get this in the Noble Bear, if, when it's the Noble Bear wave, this, uh, yeah. Um, I'd like more sort of, um, I, I don't know why I touched my wrist then. I do know why, that's the next bit. It's sort of more cloth-looking boots. Um, we're getting some piratey styled ones, which might pass as barbarian-style boots on Kern Ray, but I'd like the like the more classic look, you know, of um, fur collar and and that and and like soft fabric on the boots, um, and then bare bare forearms would be good. One point thick muscular forearms. I personally would like a wider range of weapons for Mythics. I think what's in there is good, and I, you know, I sort of talked about the Kopesh sword, but I, I want some different ones. You know, it's they must be. I'm probably talking out my ass here, but they must be relatively straightforward to design. So I'm quite surprised the horsemen don't chuck a few more different, you know, like a Kirby bladed, you know, multiple curves in the sword, or, um, you know, like weapons from antiquity, all that sort of stuff. That would be my want, just a, a wider range of weapons. Very good. Um, yeah, there's probably loads here, but I think uh, if we think of the Noble Bear coming up, maybe uh, going on Mal's 2.0 parts again, uh, a bear torso, male torso, the 2.0, to make it kind of a more skinny, scraggly, Viking-y dude, you know, one that's maybe living a bit off the land and not as kind of, not not God of War, but more the other guy that he's fighting against, the kind of skinnier guy. Okay, what music do you associate with the lines? So I know you're not super music guys, as far as uh, I remember. We had a chat about maybe doing an episode about music. <laughs> and you said, yeah, sure, find somebody. Um, <laughs> f- for me, in Mythic... Uh, there's an album uh, by an Irish band called Clannad and they did an album in 1984 called Legend and it's actually for the TV series Robin Sherwood and that is everything you want in Mythic if you get that album on Spotify uh, Apple Music, whatever Clannad Legend, that is a proper good album for that kind of Celtic medieval vibe so I don't, I, I don't really think of anything immediately. But I've taken to when I'm reading my comics, I'll find sort of soundtracks, uh, uh, film soundtracks that relate to the genre. And I tend yeah. to, for fantasy, I like a lot of the sort of more, um, I could maybe describe it as synth-based stuff. So like the soundtrack to Legends and... You know, a never-ending story that's all a bit more, I guess, 80s, isn't it? It's what was quite popular in the 80s. I love that sort of vibe for my fantasy. Um, and then it's not dissimilar <laughs> for Cosmic either. Then you get on to, you know... Um, I was trying to think what I was listening to when I was reading Saga the other day. But I'll look for... Again, it's more synth-based, but... yeah space related yeah more modern yeah for me for cosmic it's a monster magnet power trip it's an album from the 90s it's one of my favorite albums in (laughs) in college yeah 
They stuck a couple of their songs on the end of one of our episodes. Had to. <laughs> or, or clips from their songs. So. Very good. Too. Yeah, it's a very good album. Rich, you got anything there? I'm not as big a music guy as you you two. Um, for me, it would be like some sort of compilation album of, of all sorts of different um, like original type music. So like Mongolian throat singing and some sort of medieval you know european thing and that sort of stuff and sort of that sort of various styles so that that, that world music section at hmv that they used to have yeah back in the day that nobody ever bought anything yeah. from basically <laughs> yeah except yeah. rich <laughs> yeah. all the people with notions went there yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's a, a tricky one what's your holy grail of toy collecting oh I I could not think. Uh, I think because of, I think if I was collecting more lines, I might be able to think of something. And maybe in the past there'd have been something particular. Um, but because it's mostly legions now, if anything, it's a legion. I'd go Adamon or Delta Gar the Destroyer. Yeah. Uh, but neither of them, are, you know, I'm I'm not up for paying hundreds of pounds for any of it. As I've said before, the one I did, I suppose, was Raygor. And he was probably the one before yeah. them, you know. So my guess would be, if if previously, and I'm not really collecting them, it would be turtle related. But I couldn't tell you what. Yeah, I think I think for me, randomly, I never, I don't collect them. I never have collected the vintage turtle stuff. But scratch the um the prison cat, which I oh, think yeah. is pretty much the rarest one you can it get. Is, yeah. yeah, um, that looks incredible. I think that would be right up there. Or maybe you like um because I've still got my vintage GI Joe stuff uh, and I'm never getting rid of those, so maybe like a pristine on card Storm Shadow or something like that, the original version that would be, that would be right up there for me. I think yeah. Now you say it, the Snake Eyes, the uh, like the first one, the Commando one, that'd yeah. be cool. Mint on card, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I mean, I think r- relevant to what I collect now, I'd love to have a complete Mythic collection. But it's not something I'm chasing whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think if I if I could if I could have click my fingers and have something, I'd probably have complete, and then complete inbox just to have, you know, like the four horsemen wall, they have that's awesome, um, and then just yeah, in the realms of total fantasy, uh, I would love, uh, maybe the eight back. Masters of the Universe in box, the original eight characters. Oh, uh, yeah, that would be cool. Just to have them, but yeah, or I'd even just take a Mossman in box actually because that's probably my favorite. My first two Masters figures as a kid were Mossman and Buzz Off, so I'll always have a soft spot for them. Okay, let's move on. Um, if you could add this, this is still Max question five of a six. If you could add one race slash culture to mythic legions what would it be for me it would be fish people he says uh i don't think you need to ask me that so question do you? lizard for rich lizard people for me <laughs> um i i mean yeah i'm actually very similar uh cthulhu I, i've said some sort of cthulhu inspired uh stuff would be awesome which is fish fish people fits into i know they're coming in savage crucible 
And as you guys know, I keep going, oh, I'm so tempted. <laughs> um, but it would be awesome to have the Mythics version, of the sorry, the Legions version of, of that. Properly Mythics it would be, wouldn't it? But um, the other one, Pirates. I really like the idea oh, yeah. of us getting some Pirates. Leave some answers for me now. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Vikings. Give me Vikings. Uh, I'll start. Yeah, I would. A whole heap load of Vikings. Yeah, the only reason I didn't say Vikings is because I think we're I think we're going to get some Vikings. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. That's awesome. And then you look smart, won't you? I I think they'll be awesome as well. I can't yeah. wait. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Um, and number six. This is looking like we might have had to talk. You think about this one. If you had to direct a Legion's movie, who would the lead characters? Who would be the lead characters, and which actors would you cast? Wow. <laughs> I didn't do very well. I only got as far as the one character. Yeah, but that's good. That's, there's one more than me and Rich, it looks sounds like. <laughs> yeah. Atlas, and you could do Jason Momoa or Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, that'll work. Uh-huh. Maybe Henry Cavill, but... I can see Chris Hemsworth working as Attila and just being a complete dick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was, yeah, That funnily enough, that was my, yeah. Because of them being sort of similar. I think... Um... To do movie, I think I'd like to have the Dark Four as the lead characters. Elithia, Kate Blanchett, like she did uh, in Thor Ragnarok. Ah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Although she's probably a bit old now. That was my problem, is the ladies I can think of are probably all a bit a bit older now than... Arathir. I mean, you could have anyone do Arathir, really. It's just a voice then. Well, I've had, a, I've had a really random thought come into my head. I'm not quite sure where this came from. But I'd want uh, Thistlethorn to be one of the, the main characters. And obviously he'd be computer generated, but I would like him to be voiced by Christopher Walken. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Because that would just be bonkers. <laughs> that would a little cute fuzz monk, and then he just comes out with this like really dry accent. That would be quite cool. I could see I could see the rock. Playing somebody like a Farius or um, a Sterion or something like that. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Heaven's Brand. Gideon. Gideon Heaven's Brand. Gideon yeah. could be played by a uh, guy who plays John Jonah Jameson. And. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I know the act. Uh, I can't remember that as a name. I know you mean that. See, I for Gideon Heaven's Brand, I'm thinking Bill Nye. He's got that really crazy British thing, and I could see him. Rocking a big mo and working really well. Who would we cast as Magnus? Is a, I mean, the immediate thought is Chuck Norris, but he's too old. <laughs> Chris Evans works well with the beard. He can he can pull yes. off a good beard. Yes, the, the guy from the guy from Outlander, Sam Heenan. I looked him up when you talked about him the other time, but yeah, yeah, he's the Scottish guy in Outlander. Mm. Yeah. Youngish guy. I'd quite happily have Christian Bale in there in some sort of role as well. He's an excellent actor. And he's Welsh. I feel like playing one of the demon characters, he'd be quite good. Yeah, he was brilliant in um, the only good thing really in the last Thor film, wasn't he? So Playing a slightly crazy character. Michael Sheen should be in there somewhere. Oh, absolutely. He could play maybe, uh, maybe Sir Ignatius. That could be quite cool, quite funny. I don't know if you've seen Good Omens. Up. He's a kind of a, he plays a... Plays a no, ninja. you recommended it to us, but I've not yeah. actually seen it. Yeah. Um, and then David Tennant, who would you put him as? Grisha the Slitherer. 
<laughs> you could maybe. What about Daniel Craig? Anyone? Could he? He play anyone? Don't know. Margot Robbie could play. Didn't. Uh, what's her name? Darina. Although I suppose she's a tribute figure, so she wouldn't be in it. Um, could play. She could play uh, Artemis Silvercord. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Or uh, the the Viking lady Freya Freya of Deadhall. Gandhi Circus in is pretty much any of the uh, the animated characters. He could be Faunus or something like that. <laughs> or he could be a bog goblin. He could be a bog goblin. Uh, be typecast though, wouldn't it, a little bit? <laughs> I'm fine with that. Or he could be <laughs> King Noglin. <laughs> That'd be great. Gandhi Circus is King Noglin. Actually, Chris Wall Chris Walk can be King Noglin as well. Let's get him let's play let's get him playing a couple of characters. Warwick Davis could be a bog goblin. <laughs> he could. He can't act for shit. Let's not get Warwick <laughs> Davis in anything. <laughs> Who would be King Bromden then? Brian Blessed, maybe? Bit old, but Jason Statham. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the bald head, chuck a massive beard on him. <laughs> yeah. Talk yeah. about crap out. Just grunts a bit. Yeah, Jason Statham. <laughs> Okay, I think we need. I think we've covered that that question. But uh, yeah, I think we're going to be giddy on that now. Yeah. Haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> More time to make that better, maybe yeah. one day. Uh, maybe one day. Okay, another one of our uh, listeners that's living in Europe, in Denmark, uh, Dave Derek. Um, three part question. First part: Now that Rich is getting his lizard men, what sort of animal man hybrid would you like to see next? Kind of said it in the last one, haven't we? Fish people. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I see. I'd, I'd I'd really love a shark man of some sort. Mermaids. I maybe? keep looking at those weird shark figures with the trousers on that that come. Or a snake woman. You know, like there's been a load of customs of those. But yeah, snake people. I keep contemplating how I could um, turn the uh, king shark from McFarlane and from the Suicide Squad into a a mythic character. I'd have to do some cutting up of his shorts and that sort of thing. Yeah, I've got one of him in the loft that I was going to use for Mythics, but I think I'm going to get rid now and sell it. I just, it, I just can't quite get it to work. No, that's part. I'm particularly as I'm probably going to be buying those three ones wearing trousers, yeah, um, and do something to hide their trousers. So yeah, put some of them, his money towards those. But no, I'd love, I'd love an anthropomorphized shark of some sort oh yeah you know you could have a hammerhead you could have a thresher a great white you know there's lots of different options there so we think fish number one fish number two snake and i'll do special mention for mermaid that'd be cool that would be cool how to maybe execute it that it's not just lying on the ground is the other thing yes yeah (laughs) stop it now (laughs) (laughs) so uh for which character are you most looking forward to version two of? So for me, it's Otto because it's been so long now, they have to do something pretty special. And uh, I think that would be awesome. Mine is one I think we're actually going to see at G-Con. Um, and it's a version two of um, Scapula, the Critbreaker. Oh, yeah, that would be great. I think that original one for a, a, a faction lead is so boring. But then the, color, the colors well, are nice, now but that the rest we've of it is got just the, so basic Now that we've got the head more easily available, that's the problem. Yeah. 
So that's what I'd love to see, and I think we will see that at GCon. For me, this is another one where I go, oh, that one, oh, and then that one, and that one, and that one. But Otho Otho was like the first thing that came to mind, but then I always do it. I'm always like, I'd kind of like to see what they did with a a 2.0 Atlas, but then I don't need it because I think the original one's still really cool. (laughs) Um, And I wouldn't want them to do much with that head, as I say. Uh, But then the other one, Xylona. I'd love to see an updated Xylona, which I think we will do eventually. I think when they get around to the the beasts, I think we'll get a redo. Yeah, they'll find a way of putting those four beasts out. Yeah. And she'll be redone in that. But she did. That figure now looks dated, very dated. So Yes. Um, A special mention for Tord. I think he's going to be cool. Why don't you start adding extra ones in as well? We have <laughs> 15 hours. Okay. Well, would you rather a mythic dragon or a cosmic starship? In the scale that the, the that Dave's thinking of, I wouldn't really want either. I think a giant three-foot dragon or a... Copy-paste your answer there, yeah. Yeah. Um, if you do smaller ones, so a smaller dragon or a smaller ship, then uh, I'd go small dragon. I think I'd quite like to see yeah. one of those. Yeah, I, I would... I'd rather a bunch of smallerish dragons, uh, like a couple maybe, or even just two that are repainted with one different head, or a starship that's kind of more of a dio type piece, you know, piece of a starship, or you know, the front chassis yeah. or something that you can kind of pop on your shelf and have figures in or kind of coming out of or whatever. Um, then I'd probably prefer the dragon, but if it was a full size of both, I'd probably pass unfortunately, and just hope that it doesn't delay the next wave too much. (laughs) They can get a different factory for that one, please. For me, and not thinking about the size, because, yeah, I think if we think about, if think like, I'd probably think like you guys over that, but I love the idea of a cosmic starship that's a bit like a playset, so you imagine the Millennium Falcon, where you could, like, take the top off and uh, you know, you could sit them in the the area with the table where they played chess or sit them in the, the cockpit, that sort of thing. That would be really cool. Um, but, yeah, I t- tell me we're getting a starship and I'd be like, ooh, giddy. <laughs> <laughs> but Dragon would be very, very cool as well, wouldn't it? Let's face it. Don't make me press the button. <laughs> <laughs> so, next question from... David Bressler, another three-parter. Um, what can we expect next from Mythic Legions? Are we... We're all in agreement, House of the Noble Bear versus Red Star, with, possi- Alas, with, yes. with the possibly a twist, because we never get anything straightforward, which is good. And do, do you know what I think the, the twist might be? I don't think it's going to be something in the back of my mind. I'm wondering if it'll be something else besides Sons of the Red Star. But Jeremy loves Sons of the Red Star. I so. know. Yeah. But the one that's been hinted at New is faction. Noble Bear, isn't it? Well, no, well, Noble Bear's the only one that's sort of, it's not been, when it's been talked around, Red Star, Sons of the Red Star's not really been mentioned. So maybe it's, it's going to be Sons of the Red Bear. Star, but plus another couple of factions Maybe. that are well I wonder there. if we will get lizard men somehow whether they're part of one of the factions or and Vikings or non-faction characters Vikings. maybe yeah yeah I mean Sons 
Suns for me, I mean, obviously, you know my thoughts on Neville Bear. Suns would be a great faction to do if they really, really went for it. And, you you know, you have five, six, however many they do. And they're all completely different. So there's, there's a, a you know, there's a lizard one. Um, there's another anima, you know, animalistic one. There's a human, you know, you can go crazy with that. It's the way you can do that too, isn't it? Yeah. As well, so. But obviously, that you know, tooling wise, they'd have to push it, push it a little bit with that. Um, but I, yeah, that's where I'd love, you know, love to see that. Okay, and then uh, will we ever get a dragon class type figure? I think easily yes, but also we have a Rakugor coming, so yes, that's already one. Yeah, can think exactly that there. All right. <laughs> nope. No, okay, and then. Will we see things like orcs and stuff start getting more figures or is it going to be all goblins? I mean, the orcs have had a fairly decent run. They were, you know, haven't been a dearth of orcs for a while. They, you know, the reinforcements and the deluxe builder and the, the game, you know, the, there's a lot of orcs suddenly appeared. Um, I'm I'm wondering if he sort of really means named orcs that we yeah. maybe haven't got so many named orcs for a, a while. But... Thing is, there's a lot of Arathir. Yeah stuff yeah. already though isn't there so it would mean going back into that and you know which which is already the biggest faction you've been we're probably going to get a 2.0 of urzok which is another oh, one that's really yeah hopefully that's uh could be fun and and one of the coolest figures coming out soon is the brute scale orc in my opinion so Tharnog. Yeah. Yeah. oh yeah Tharnog. yeah my most anticipated i think i've mentioned it before yeah yeah so okay. I, I think we'll see more. Definitely. Yeah, I think there'll be variety. I don't think they'll ever get stuck on uh, one type of character. It's not their nature. Okay, so next on to Vitor Freire. Um, Four-part question. Number one, would you like a crossover between Mythic and Cosmic? Uh, no, doesn't need to be for me. Yeah, no for me as well on that one. I mean, I've said I wouldn't, I I wouldn't mind, but I don't know how you'd do it. And in, if you think about it, we are kind of getting that with the wall. The wall tour, figure. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. And maybe when they start doing, if they start ever doing humans, but I think the the crossover for me is using parts intelligently across the two lines, given they're on the same platform. You know. Okay. Uh, move on to the second part of his question: Is what do you think? They will reveal at the next Legions Con. Okay, I think we've covered that in the previous one, so we'll move on. We have. Um, do you think the Four Horsemen should do a wave for each light side god, like they did the dark size one, a Leodysius wave, a Xylonus wave, and so on? Absolutely yes. I think when we did the lore, we talked about the gods. I'd like to see Selene. I'd like to see Helios. I'd like to see all that stuff. So yes for me. Uh, it's a no from me. I, I think we'll see the the four great beasts and hopefully Celine, but not in waves, not like this time. I think we've done Legion of Arathir versus Army of Leodysseus. We don't need to see another wave doing that again, in my opinion. I don't think Jeremy was on board when they started this uh, versus waves. So I think now that this has probably run through them now, uh, they might jazz it up and change it. So, Mark, sorry. No, it's cool. I was I was going to say uh, I actually wouldn't mind if we got that, but I am. This is where I do majorly fence it. I kind of get what Rich is saying when he talks about this. Is maybe it's time to do something a bit different? Maybe something do something more like cosmic 
And the way they're doing that, I'm never going to say no if they want to do what they've been doing. Okay, uh, next, the last part of his question, would you want the mythic figures to be more articulated with double joints, etc., or would you wouldn't change anything? I think we've answered this already. For we me, have. it's kind of no. I'm happy Huge with how they no. are. Yeah, yeah. Nothing that's going to dramatically change yeah. the uh, aesthetic. Yeah, the aesthetic and the paint are the yes, yes. the most important. Right on to Nico Dinkela, um, who we've had on previously, episode fourteen, I believe, with Tomas. Um, four part question from Nico. Why do you think Legions are the best toy lines out there and what makes them the best toy line out there? For me, it's the sculpts and the paint. Yeah, I even think the materials. Uh, when I say materials as well, I don't mean to be like, oh, you know, they use this plastic or this plastic, <laughs> but I think... The geometer ju- <laughs> on their plastic is yeah, you know, the best. But, but I think when his, his man's take of his fave fibre different types of plastic. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, just that feel of them in hand is yeah. is very different oh, yeah. to anything yeah, open else. Up. Yeah. The smell out of the box. The, the, yes. We could go on. Yeah. Uh, here's Plastic a philosophical crack. one, and I don't know how good an answer we'll be able to give you, Nico, but where do you see Legions in three years? Uh, all I can say is I, I see it still going, and I see it the story even more joined up. And I think in three years you'll see fully what it's like to have a full-time marketing uh, coordination guy like Jeremy, who's kind of because I do think it's three or four years planning in everything that they do. So in three years' time, he everything will have, he will have been involved in, you know? And I think we'll be getting to the point where we are seeing larger creatures and mounts yeah. and vehicles variety. maybe at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, Jeremy was chatting the other night, and I can't remember if it was his show or somebody else's show, um, and he said they've already got four, the next four years of Cosmic planned out. So they take a really long view of things. <laughs> yeah, exactly, Matt. They take a really long view of things. So, yeah, I think it, it looks good from strength to strength. Yeah, me too. Yeah, and hopefully a bit of media around it. Uh, the game thing will be done and dusted by then, uh, and then be moved on to something else. So let's see what that will be. And fingers crossed there is a bit more of that crossing the... Uh you know, into Europe and uh, other parts of the world a bit more. They can work out how to do that, maybe. Yeah, well, we can, yeah, of course, point, we can be part of that, hopefully. Fingers crossed on yeah. that as well. <laughs> Go to a Comic-Con and see a stall selling mythics. That would be lovely. Yeah, exactly. Okay, and his last part, uh, we've definitely answered this before, but what is your overall favourite Legion's figure and why is it Magnus? Well, it isn't Magnus. <laughs> uh, Balam is my favourite. I think a bit of a nostalgia vote and I think... The best is Bardrick, probably the best figure in terms of what I like. You guys? My favourite is the Vampire Knight. Absolutely love it. I've got it three different versions of it on display because it comes with three different heads. Loads of parts, brilliant figure. Um, despite my general dislike of 2.0s, it actually works really well as a vampire body. Having that thinner look to it, so it's a Vampire Knight for me. So, I mean, this is again, I'm sorry, play the music. <laughs> um, it's uh, the Blood Armour. Um, Vorcus Familius is the best mythic, but the best Legion figure overall is the Svexians. Wow, um, cool. And I think Kern Ray, when she comes along, will. Oh, okay, so my favourite, I should. this is what I've written, my favourite is the Svexians, but uh, I think if you want to go 
best, as in what's best quality, best. Then you've got to look at the Monkey King as well as the Svexians. I think he is on a par in terms of quality. Um, but I think Kern Ray will blow him all out of the water when she comes out. So Very good. But yeah, Svexians, in short. <laughs> Before I press the button, it's Svexians. Yeah. Just, just mute him, John, quick. <laughs> right, on to the next one. Scott Stanford. Uh, Truth Night and Mythos. All factions are allowed in, and you're in a tavern. Which characters are you drinking with? Who'll start a drunken fight? And who are you taking home? <laughs> wow. I answered the last one surprisingly quickly. <laughs> <laughs> it's Juno, the crusher. The Juno. Time. Juno. So man has taken Juno home. So uh, who, are you, who are you on the booze with? I reckon Orn Steelhide. He sounded oh, like a laugh, didn't he? Yeah. Fun chat. It's true. His bio was good, yeah. yeah he's yeah, a yeah. bit of crack. And and then I've I've added, partly because we know who they're based on, so if their characters are like them, it's going to be also Furious for Sir Gerard True. and Lord Viteris. <laughs> you know, we know them all, uh, or who they're based on. I'd have a drink with them any day, you know. Yeah. Who's going to start a drunken fight? Any um, of the dwarves. <laughs> I still have put the goblins. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Snag is going to start a drunken fight, isn't he? Yeah. No, it'll be, it'll be Thump. Thump. Oh, He's yeah. just an idiot. It'll be Thump, <laughs> yeah. That, well, I've put Easy Answer, the Fury Clan Orc, because he's just in a bad mood all the time. <laughs> it's in his name. He's furious. Yeah, I'd like. I'd definitely like to be on the beer with Torgan Redfin. Yes, he was. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, he would be. He'd be my kind of guy, I think. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to be on the beer with Halmer. I think you got to, you got, it's got to be a dwarf, really. You only get yeah, most fun yeah. and alcoholic consumption with a dwarf. Yeah, I mean, Magnus is just going to be in nose, isn't he? He's just going to be telling you about how great he is. Oh, I have to admit, I would quite like to sit there drinking with Grisha, just so Grisha has to take his or her helmet off to drink, and I can see what's underneath that. Oh, it'd just be like the Mandalorian where he just sits there with the drink in front of him and it drives me crazy, and then they go to the next <laughs> one. <Or a> straw. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> who are we taking home then um mal you obviously you want to be crushed by the crusher i mean if if it's true tonight i mean it might be interesting to go drinking with the skeletons you know imagine go, would they drink much would brother they just pour out through them? <laughs> yes that's true stick a bucket underneath them and it's cheap night isn't it yeah <laughs> Uh, taken home then, Rich. Who, who are you taking home? Oh, um... <laughs> She's already got to there. <laughs> yeah, this, this is a... This is a tricky one. Um, part of me wants to take Alithia home, just because... <laughs> that would be interesting. That would be really interesting. I would imagine Hera would be good fun to take home as well. Oh, she yeah. my Until two. she <laughs> bites you with her snake tongue or something. Yes. Please. <laughs> what about you, John? Who are you taking home? Freya, I think. Yeah, Viking, good old Viking. Yeah, Valkyrie type lady. I watched the series Vikings. I mean, those Vikings got well looked after. <laughs> I did put Thrace Wraith Haler, but I imagine she'd be a bit cold. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> also, Ravena is a bit mysterious. I know you hate her as a figure, but oh, yeah, at least you'd get the black tights off her. She might be more interesting looking as a figure. Maybe you could go for the female dwarf, then you could get the drinking and the taking home. <laughs> and a bit of kink as well. 
<laughs> okay, moving along. <laughs> Thanks, Scott. That was a fun one. Uh, Kieran Edmund, in Europe, how big do you think the Legion's lines can grow? And how do you think that might influence the way in which we collect them? So this is a, an interesting one. It is. It's. I think they're going to stay relatively small unless some sort of decent-sized retailer takes it on. Like something like in the UK, Forbidden Planet. Um, they would sell these easily. I don't know why they haven't got involved. And that would really push, because obviously that's a mainstream store. That would that would push the line really well. Um, and if that started, that I think it would snowball, and then you'd, you'd then start seeing things like Comic-Cons, Toy Fairs, that sort of stuff. Um, in terms of my collecting, it probably wouldn't change it much. In fact, it wouldn't change it much at all, except maybe I'd get tempted to buy even more if I could just pop up to a local shop and pick one up. I always find here that it's it's just it's not as big a thing yet. Collecting, I mean, it, it does exist, but it's not as big as in the states. So, you know, I I see the kind of bigger mainstream lines are hard to get sometimes here. So, how do you kind of how do you break through with the kind of smaller, more focused line? I think they're doing pretty well, but you know, even though. Like just look at with this five six hundred people in the European Mythic Legions group, which is a good number. But when you try and organize a get together, it's like ten people are kind of replying. So, you know, how committed are those people? You know, I mean, obviously they're interested in the line, but they're not really as into it as uh, the line in the states. You know, mm. so yeah, it's a tricky one, but I think. It, probably does involve somebody taking a risk more than that and the horsemen don't need to take it you know they're doing brilliantly with what they have you know that's that's the other point you know if you're if you're sitting there in europe going why why aren't they you know do more in europe because they don't need to and it's somebody else that needs to do it if if it's to grow this side and they obviously can do it with the four horsemen's kind of help you know, or, you know, they bring them a proposition of I can, you know, expand you here and kind of all you need to do is supply me with product at this, or, you know, at your wholesale price and I'll do the rest and you support me. But it would have to be driven from this side. And I just don't see anyone doing that. I think, I think, yeah, what you guys have said, really, the potential's there. It's just how. Yeah. You get to that point, isn't it? It's. Uh, I think. I do think things like figure obscura and doing things like Monkey King will probably help a little because they've got an international appeal to to it. And it, again, though, it's relying on international retailers picking them up, though, as well, isn't it? And wanting to sell them. So. Okay, then we move on to a question from Denny Zotomelk. Um, this is kind of somewhat related, I think, to the last one. Uh, he says, somewhat of a personal opinion, but let's see what you guys think. During Corona times, prices of figures in secondary market skyrocketed in Europe, uh, and they sold for those prices as well. Uh, people sat on more disposable income, etc., etc. Um, now, post-Corona, do you guys think the value has somewhat declined overall? Uh, for figures on the secondary market within the EU, cheers from the Netherlands. Uh, one as somebody that sells quite a few figures, then yes, the market has definitely dropped, and the value's definitely gone down. 
Um, people, you know, as Danny said, you know, people just had money to spend, had money to burn uh, during COVID, um, which was a bit weird as so many people were getting laid off and that sort of thing. But yeah, it's, it, it is more difficult to sell them now. You know, it's not just that then the additional costs of, of real life, you know, life getting back to normal. I think the cost of living has then also skyrocketed, at least here in the UK it has. And I believe it's probably similar across Europe because a proportion of that is down to petrol prices, rising oil prices, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, they have an index here. It's kind of a a negotiated thing. Uh, So the index is going up by 2.5% here on the 1st of September. That means everyone's salary is going up 2.5%, which actually means it's, you know, Okay, it's more money in your pocket. It depends what you get, but it actually then means that, you know, this inflation is just going to go up again. For me, it's just a vicious circle in that regard. Uh, but anyway, yeah, Denny, for me, it's it's a simple supply and demand thing almost. I mean, there is other factors around it, but you couldn't get a figure anywhere during the start of COVID. There was very little availability, pre-orders, for the horsemen weren't dropping around that time uh, and in-hand stuff wasn't getting out around that time either. There was a big gap between when, you know, a pre-order was landing and it, it there just wasn't that, that many figures in the market. So that's why there was such a market for them. And obviously people were, you know, there was people that had more time online. They were kind of, you know, finding out more stuff and blah, blah, blah. There was a bit of that. But now there's huge availability. Every retailer around has figures. Mightn't be the ones you want in particular, but there are figures available. So people will go on eBay and see, uh, say, a figure from three waves ago for 100. uh, Or they can get one of the more recent ones for 50 then they might start to think that the more recent one is what they want. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I, th- I think there's a, there's a big element to that, you know? And I think that the only really high value figures now are the ones from really first wave or two. But I still think they're retaining their value to the most part. I haven't seen them go for much below retail. No, generally they are, with the exception of your favorite bryophytis, we <laughs> pretty much can't give away. Oh, um, well, I'll take a few more if you want, if you're, if you're trying. Oh, I've literally only got one. Oh, no, okay. so I'm not trying to sell any, but yeah, that's the one that I've seen people sell for, you know, 30 quid, 35 quid sort of thing, less than retail. So three, four years time, it'll be going for 200 quid. Don't worry. <laughs> well, if anyone's got one for 30 quid, do let me know because I need another one. Yeah, I, so, I'll take one as well. Yeah, yeah I, I think I'm going to need one because I, I like John's idea of using the uh, Thraxian armor with it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah, I need I need one for custom, and I need you to paint it up for me, John. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. I'll do it. Uh, okay, uh, the next question is from JRU Toys. He's a guy from the Geek Out Show. I definitely met and chatted to them on the morning we were leaving in the lobby at Legion's Con. Definitely one or two of those guys. Very nice guys. I think they're from the uh, west coast of the United States, out that direction. Um, is there a particular American cuisine you're interested in trying during Legion's Con? Yes. So uh, one of my 
if not my favorite meal in the world is uh, jambalaya. Um, but I've never actually had it in America, despite being to having gone to America a few times. I've never actually had it there to sample a real one. So I'd very much be interested in trying that. Yeah, I'd be interested in, in the kind of Tex-Mex stuff, but we're not really going to Legion's Con isn't really in the right place. You know, I don't it's think I'd there. be getting tacos there. But um, I mean, fast food is, you know, obviously. But the problem is after a couple of days, it's like, you know, <laughs> no. So I don't know. It's difficult. I mean, I'm, I don't say the John's is... views do not reflect the views of the podcast on that two days, and that's enough. <laughs> I, By the way, no, you don't end I, up built like me and Rich if you don't like fast food. <laughs> no, I do like it, but I mean, the food is great here, so I'm very used to that. And I'm not saying the food is bad in America, but it's different. But uh, it's like you go to Munich. If you go three more than three days to Munich, oh, your insides will be falling out of you because the food there is so heavy. <laughs> It's like schnitzel and fried potatoes and uh, cheese, cheese and everything. So, um, yeah, so it depends. But, uh, yeah, I can't really think of offhand. I mean, the chocolate there is awful. I was very disappointed. Yeah, they don't do good chocolate. In America, yeah. oh, that chocolate was abysmal. Yeah. It was, just, it was yeah. oh, hence I, hence I sent the Kit Kats to my was yeah. going to kill me, guys. It's just like, this is what real chocolate tastes like. Yeah, I feel like we need to take some with us for them, don't we? Yeah, I yeah. definitely will be taking some yeah, more over here. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, yeah, so yeah, anything, I, come with us, come at us with your suggestions, you know? Unless, and I'm I'm really going to be trouble with Anthony here, unless it's tomato pie, in which case keep it away from us. <laughs> yeah. I liked the tomato pie, I have to say. Did you? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> I guess for me, I'm a bit like you, John. Is and well, sorry, and Rich is the one. The things I would like to try, we're probably in the wrong part of the of the US for it's sort of, you know, things like lobster boils and you know the the, the that sort of thing, the seafood, but done in a very southern way. And uh, um, or you know, bring me, bring me, bring me to your best local diner. You know, the thing is, fried chicken. I'd like to go to places where there's just one of. I'm. I think it's definitely a problem. It's getting to be more of a problem here, but it's definitely a problem in America. There's too many franchises. So you know, somebody in this state, like like the Olive Garden place, or the you know even the Bonefish Grill, it's the same in New Jersey as it is in I don't know Ohio or something like this. Um, I'd rather go. You know, your local diner that kind of serves an all day breakfast. Bring me there, and there's only one of it in the in the entire country. And they do it their way. Yeah. That sounds cool. I think what we're, what we're saying isn't basically is that uh, Legion's Con next year, which we're all obviously going to be going to, needs to be in New Orleans. Oh, yeah. That would be <laughs> oh, good. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that it uh, covers food-wise, yeah. Yes. <laughs> or or even just the best burger. I love a burger. But, I mean, I don't want to go to McDonald's or any of the chains, you know. I wanted this kind of small burger joint that nobody knows about, that there's a queue about 200 people outside. And you don't know why. That, that, yeah, I'd be like that, but fried chicken. That, oh, that, yeah. For, uh, yeah, that'd be. Okay. Uh, thanks for that, dude. That was a great question. Uh, Kirby Smith, where do you see Legions in 10 years? Uh, hopefully still going, Kirby, I think would be the start. Uh, very hard to say because Legion Mythics is now 10 years old. Can you imagine asking this question back 10 years ago? Are you any opinions on this, guys? It's such a long time. It's so hard to imagine, isn't it? Like you say, um, 
I think I he imagine. answered three years on the previous question. So yeah, yeah, which I is a little easier. That, that, that was far enough. Yeah, I think that's as far as we can we can go. We hope it's still going. I think yes. if there was some sort of media, that's uh, kind of you know the the book will be out. Maybe a couple, another couple of volumes of the book, and maybe, maybe a little, an uh, animation or a animation. Movie. Who knows what's going then? Maybe uh, you know, will the writers' strike be over by then? <laughs> <laughs> So maybe there'll be a, an online uh, animation or something. Um, and then the second part of his question, what would be your perfect wave include? Number of figures, team, etc. If you could design an army builder for that, what would it be? Oof, perfect wave. I'd say the perfect wave, one named figure from each faction in Mythic. Oh, that'd be quite a cool wave. Yeah, yeah. Just, that just would, really yeah. kind of, and a load of story to link it together in, in one particular thing. Like a great, grand kind of meeting where there's a lot of treachery involved. Like Covenant to Shadow, but like on steroids. Yeah. Well, the last survivors cool. were a huge battle or something where all the armies yeah. just converged. Yeah, exactly. My ideal wave, and I probably want it to be 30 figures. Or forty a Kickstarter size <laughs> waves, um, in terms of figures. But I know it's not going to happen anymore. I I would have um, a reptilian faction, so that would include lizard men, snake men, maybe some sort of dinosaur type feel to it. Uh, versus an eastern faction, so samurai, ninjas, that sort of thing. That, yeah, I can't put into words how good that sort of wave would be for me. Um, in terms of a legion builder for that, I'd want like a um, a samurai soldier and the Ashigarus, who are like the sort of um, grunts, as it were, of the samurai army sort of thing. So they, they're the ones that had the rifles, fought with spears rather than the uh, rather than the, the katanas, like the samurais tended to do, and with the round hats. So, and you could do that in a very fairly basic color and make that work as well. So, that would be my legion builder. I, like, I quite like the sort of the size of the waves we're getting with cosmic eight figures and that, but I suspect the House of the Noble Bear wave probably going to come pretty close to being <laughs> my uh, ideal wave, to be honest. So, I'll, yeah, that's I'll, that's going to be eleven figures, isn't it? Again, yeah, just to yeah. follow the sort of route of all the others. Yeah, and I, I think the characters that will be in that, I'll be like, yep, 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 yep. Um, <laughs> terms of an army builder hard to top what they've done with some of them you know yeah Um, maybe a a deluxe knight with all the knight torsos available Mm. yeah because and a cloak the original barbarian builder is perfect isn't it it's there's no need to do another barbarian well they did the deluxe one recently which was cool enough but didn't top the original I quite like these. Uh, I quite like the smaller wave with a couple of more deluxe figures. I think I can see that happening a bit more in the future as well, even in Mythics, maybe. Yeah, that might be good for the Horsemen too. I don't know if they maybe make out a bit better on the deluxes. Okay, uh, so our friend Ron Twining from Michigan. Uh, would it be illegal to send Legion figures to my friends at military bases in England from which they would send to mates in England at about half the cost? <laughs> Bases are considering American soil, so it's like sending to New York. And by illegal, I mean, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> Ron, I love 
I love I love your effort. I love your effort. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'll leave that one for you guys. You're in England. This still doesn't help me. I, I honestly couldn't tell you. I think it's a good idea, though, yeah. Ron. Absolutely a great idea. Yeah. Just the dodgy bit might be just, you know, meeting them at the gate of the, of the base. Yeah. Yeah. With a bag full of <laughs> action figures. <laughs> but uh, yeah, love the thought, Ron. Very creative, just like you. Yes. I am very much looking forward to seeing Ron again. Oh, yes, just gone. absolutely. Yeah. I had a really good long chat with him oh, last yeah. time. Uh, yeah. Drank a lot of mead. It's going to be good. <laughs> well, I'm not looking forward to the mead if I'm sharing a room with you. <laughs> okay, Robert Martinez. More of a suggestion than the question. Why don't each of you share a factoid that may surprise listeners to learn about you? doesn't have to be toy-related or share a favourite childhood memory or toy, etc. What it was, how did you get, and what happened to that toy? Uh, surprising factoid. Uh, let me see. Sure, I mean, okay, I, I, I don't know. I've down. mentioned it before, but I'm a scratch golfer, a scratch handicap golfer. Yes. Well, no, 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 almost too handicap again after playing rubbish for a couple of weeks. But uh, always That's been around impressive. there for the last couple of years. And always very, been very good. impressive. Uh, I hate you for that job. <laughs> I hate myself sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a few more tournaments for the end of the year and I'm like oh should I just pack it in now and put them away until next year um, unusual fact about me um, I have a habit and my, my family thinks it's hilarious of getting attacked by animals at like wildlife parks and zoos and this sort of thing um, <laughs> I've, I've been kicked by an emu that hurt. They got hard. Are kicks. you a bit calamity prone Rich after yeah your... I've, I've been um, I've been bitten twice by penguins um, I've had a wrestling match with a lemur once uh, over a camera. <laughs> that virtually came to proper blows, that one. Uh, so, yeah, I managed to upset animals in, in zoos and wildlife parks. That's uh, that's my special power. Uh, for me, I don't know if it's interesting, but it's a factoid. Is, and I've told you guys about this, that massive film nerd. I've been since back in the day. I actually went back to university after attempting a career in IT and did film studies and uh, directing masters not that you need to do a masters in directing it was just a place to do it um i have an entry on imdb <laughs> uh, for a film i did at uni um and then i spent cool. a couple of years spent a couple of years trying to get into film and doing all the network and all that stuff and i got fed up of having no money so i went back to it again so, <laughs> so that's yeah that's my factoid <laughs> um, i love it favorite toy memory i have one of these this is quite a cool one um, as a kid, lost my Storm Shadow figure, just vanished, you know, no idea where it was. Years and years later, we're talking, I might even have been an adult, but I can't remember, the, but I was definitely late teens. Uh, he was discovered as my dad cut down the bamboo in his back garden, halfway up the bamboo. <laughs> so he must have fallen into it. And as the bamboo's grown, it's carried him up the... Uh, up the... And he was in great condition, considering he'd been outside all that time. <laughs> uh, okay, let's move on. Uh, Dang Studios. You get to create the next fig figura obscura. What is it? Pigsy from Monkey King. Oh, that would yes. be good. That would be very All good. the Monkey King characters, basically. Yeah. yeah. I, I went more 
generic. I went with a Wendigo or a Mothman. I like the Monkey King idea, to be honest. I think yeah. I think just the rest of the Monkey King characters would work. Any of them would work that one. for me. Yeah, I think that'd be really good. Okay, uh, Fabian Campanella. I would like to see Vikings and a Roman Legion go up against the Gladiators. What about you guys? Uh, 100%. 100%. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. Could, could not fail in my eyes. I'm not so fussed by Romans, but Vikings. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, John and I have talked about Viking faction before now. Mal loves the Barbarians, so I think we're all heavily on board with that idea, aren't we? A bit we? of it's Roman like, Legion, and maybe even a new Gladiator helmet, uh, or a new Gladiator figure. Yeah. Not just a Mercury. I mean, I've got... Yeah, I was going to say, I've, I've got the um the the Zezray, or however it's pronounced, uh, Romans. Um, the new wave of those will be coming out soon-ish. I'm going to order all of those again, sort of thing. And they blend in fairly well with the Legion. So I've already got some Romans. Uh, and I'm working on a Roman ogre as well. Um, I've got all the parts. I just need to get head painted, and then that's good to go. So, yeah. Uh, having studied Roman history at university as well, then I would love Romans. This is right in your ballpark. And finally, the final question from our friend Steve Obeg. Whom are each of your favorite customizer? Whose figures are you really excited to have? One more from that person. That's a, it's a tough, tough one. one for Rich. I'm, I'm not answering that. I guess I upset anybody. Legion's con. I'm like, hey, I want to buy that figure. They're like, you can go right away, but not that politely because you said so and so is your favorite. Yeah, it's difficult for me as well because uh, I probably wouldn't buy a full custom off somebody. Bought heads and stuff, but uh, I'd probably do my own full customs for the most part if I wanted to. I'd be more of the full customizer so um but i like lots of them i mean you can't go wrong with eric miller or meal i mean for example uh, super customizers but there's guys i'd love to shout out i just don't know the names if i if i kind of prepped for this more but this is we only got this question very shortly before we started there is a couple of guys that posted recently and they've put some great customs in the in the groups Maybe guys I'm not that familiar with. I mean, if Eric Miller ever sold his customs, I would love to buy one of those. I mean, he sells the heads, doesn't he, rather than the figures. So I'd absolutely love to buy that. Um, I bought quite a few of Rich Kais' figures too, because um, he's a, sorry, I'm getting attacked by a fly. He's a big skeleton guy. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, and skeletons, uh, skeletons are my thing. Um, I bought one from Giovanni Bly last year as well. His stuff is next level as well sort of thing yeah he's good got a load of jeremy gerard customs. gerard is good They're as well yeah it's great um there's just loads of people out there that yeah. make, um, joe vasapolo Quendo. yeah yeah I was joe vasapolo King, yeah kingpin yeah kingpin lenny, yeah lenny kingpin, yeah. yeah lenny from kingpin eric I, lebron I, there's so many people out there dennis make. derby nikki nicole yeah andy yeah. spinks andy i've got spinks. quite a few of andy spinks as well andy's, and andy's coming to legions con too which would be great to meet him yeah uh, his stuff's really, really good as well. Tell you what, Steve-O, we'll have a pint in the Irish bar at Legion's Con and we'll discuss this further. How about that? We'll leave you on that note. With everything we've bought off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We can compare. Yeah. We can line them up on the bar in front of shot glasses and see what we like best. Well, if I spent $200 on a figure, I'm not putting anywhere near a shot glass. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Well, guys, it's 20 to 12, my time. Almost the midnight hour. I'm playing one of those poxy golf tournaments tomorrow, so I better uh, get my beauty sleep. At least have the car packed, so I'm good. Yes, I'm I'm going off to have a stress dream about losing keys. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I think that might last a while. 
Yeah, that's a tough one. Oh, tough station, tough station. Been a fun one. I've enjoyed it. Yeah, we should we should do it again. It obviously yes. not for quite a while because we've had lots of questions this time, but yeah. definitely do it again at some point. It was it was great Brilliant, fun answering. Yeah. And if you ever want to fire us in a question that we can maybe pop squeeze into an episode, I think that's also fun. You know, oh, 100 percent. If you yeah, want absolutely. to uh, post on the posts for this episode, any follow up questions you want or whatever, we'll we'll add them to the spreadsheet because we're nerds mm. and we'll keep yeah. them going. And, we were, of and if he's and if you want to ask us questions face to face at Legion's Con, so you just come up. And, I mean, I'm I'm speaking on behalf of the other two guys, but you know, we're all we're all chatty, we're all friendly. Oh yeah, we're all happy to answer stuff. So you know, I, I talk a lot more if you buy me a beer. Um, <laughs> I, I won't lie, <laughs> or or spirits. <laughs> Whiskey always goes well. You don't need to yeah. bribe me with money; just your time, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and your attention. Well, nope. I, I was going to say. And we were going to do a little prize, weren't we, for the best question? Yes. But I think we'll have to do that through the page, won't we? And yeah, we'll, we'll have to um, digest the questions and discuss yeah. offline yeah. and see what's the cheapest shipping and then come back with the... <laughs> no, no, no. It will not be like that. Don't worry. The best question... It'll be like an eBay purchase be... where we tell someone they're getting a, and a head or something I think, and we send them a sticker. Yeah, I think there might be, uh, there might be some... Uh, there might be some care packs for some of the runners up of some swag. So I think we can't say worse or better than that. Yeah. All right, guys, as Rich crushes his last beer, we're going to hit the high road. <laughs> you go dreaming about those keys, Rich. Oh, seriously, I'm going to wake up in a cold sweat. It's going to be awful. <laughs> Well, you go off and think about how together your life is and that you're not rich. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's people who disagree on that one, but I will do. <laughs> yeah, and I'm off to get a small ball into a hole tomorrow. All right. <laughs> Thanks for listening. It's been brilliant. Thanks for all your questions. Really appreciate it. Uh, can't wait. Stay to, safe out there, everybody. Yeah, can't wait to get some more in person. Yeah, stay safe. Stay. Don't lose. Stay your away keys. from. Yeah. Stay away from locksmiths. They cost a lot of money. Good night. There goes the mic. <laughs> Literally, she said it, my mic.